Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. You know, this is, I'm going to be like every other podcast now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to flip the script on you people. I'm going to go back back to front. I'm going to go back to life, back to reality, back to the foolish gay aims, as our friend Soul to Soul would tell us. They would also tell us to keep on moving, don't stop. All right. Uh, what if it, you know what? I'm just going to do a soul to soul podcast. I met Jazzy B in a warehouse record store. Who was who among us is more qualified to do a, a goddamn podcast about soul to soul? Nobody. Me. I have touched the hand of Jazzy B. Uh, me, fat white guy in a warehouse record store, uh, telling him how, how much I loved the album as he checked out my line. Where he checked out in my line. Well, he might have checked out my line. Maybe he did. He sat back with his jazzy penis and he put his hand on his goddamn chin. And he's like, hmm, which of these people will check me out more appropriately? And he checked me out. He said, that guy right there. That's the checker I've been looking for. And then he kept on moving through the line. Didn't stop. All right. Uh, that was stupid. That almost sounds like I, I planned that, but I didn't. I made that up in the moment. Goddamn, I'm pretty good at this. I used to be anyway. Uh, why would I why would I contradict myself right there? I literally I'm good at this. I just did something that was good at this. And then I said I was good at this. And then I tried to fucking self-defeat it. No more self-defeating. God damn it. I have plenty of opponents who want to step into the ring with me. I don't pr- need to be the one who's punching my own self in the face. God damn it. Uh, uh, so when I say I flip the script, when I say I change things, here's what I do. Uh, the, the meat of the matter of the show itself, you know, because usually you listen to a show and they'll be like, Hey, man, it's me. I'm Joe Comedian, and I got some friends to tell you a bunch of stuff that's cool. But in the first, in the beginning, let me tell you about Bulletproof Coffee for about 11 minutes. And they do all their plugs. And you're like, fuck you, man. I'm just trying to tune into a podcast. And uh, and I just wanted to hear you talk to your friends. And, and here's what I wanted. I wanted five white guys around a table laughing at everything everybody says as if it was Christ returning to Earth. And they had to celebrate it as such. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, I've listened. I went ahead and I've, I've dived into some podcasts. And, uh, you know, there, look, there's famous podcasts. There's not so famous podcasts, but sometimes I, and I, cause I don't even listen to this fucking show, as you know, but sometimes I'll, uh, somebody on Twitter will be funny and then they'll be like, Hey, check out my podcast. Uh, 
and then you you put it on, and literally their podcast is called ha 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 because that's what you hear, man. You hear everybody around a table just guffawing at one another. I think I don't know if I've told you this story, but I'm going to tell you it again. Look, man, this is what this podcast has become. It's become me marinating in the past and then forgetting what the fuck I told you. So I apologize. I'm going to tell you this anyway. Uh, fan, the only time I really listened to a, a podcast or, or or two or three or whatever, other than the one, other than the brilliant Fair, uh, Fearful Jesuit and Paranoid Strain, other than uh, the Flem Cat podcast, which you guys know about, you should check out at all of the greatest places in the world because David Mex Hernandez is a genius. Uh, but if I were to, uh, sometimes I would listen to fantasy baseball podcasts. And, uh, and those would be on around, oh, I don't know, fantasy baseball season time. Like right when fantasy baseball season is starting, sometimes at the gym, I would be like, well, I'll just throw that on in the treadmill because then I can listen to stuff. Let's, let's hear a couple of nerds talk about outfielders. Wouldn't that be good? You know what I want to hear? I want to hear a couple of faux experts discuss shortstops. That's what I want, for God's sakes. Uh, because then it gives me a heads up. Now, look, when I'm in the when I'm in the draft room when I'm in the auction room or when I'm in the snake draft or whatever the fuck I'm doing, uh, believe me, I'm bidding on whoever I want to bid. But it's good to be uh, informed. It's good to have an opinion of which way the winds are blowing, um, what particular second baseman you might be thinking of enjoying. If they're sleepers, if they're busts, I like to I like to have my hand in it, man. I want to know. So I would put on these fantasy baseball podcasts and I would listen. This would be like CBS Sportsline. Uh, or other pocket, like The Athletic, possibly. So you would listen, uh, <laughs> CBS Sportsline, ESPN2 did them too. But the CBS Sportsline is the one I'm thinking of. And, uh, or no, it might have been Roto World or Roto Ball. I don't know. Look, see, that's, this, is the, this is the issue. This is the problem. The, the fantasy baseball industry is, is just, it's, it's, these are book-toting nerds. These are protractors with a microphone, okay? So they, uh, if you know baseball and stats, then do me a favor. Get on the microphone and be like, hi, we're here to talk about shortstops. Who out there wants to discuss Xander Bogertz? And then you talk about Xander Bogertz for five minutes. And then maybe you talk about a Trevor Story and whether he can play second base with Xander playing short. All of these questions are, are to be answered by these dudes, these, these uh, you know, dead poet society looking motherfuckers with all the baseball information. Good for them, right? And so just bring me baseball. But here's the issue I have, and I'm sure you have this issue as well, possibly even with this show as I'm demonstrating as I speak. Uh, they sit down to bring me baseball information, but now because they all have live microphones, it's showtime. These are, these are guys who quite frankly are trying to talk about war and, uh, spin rate on curveballs, And yet they're going to tell me about the latest adventures of their dog or whatever they're eating for dinner that night. And I'm like, Hey, fuckhead, listen to me. I want to hear about whether the DH being in the National League is going to affect the hitters I'm interested in. I don't care about how you felt watching the Happy Days show when you were a child. It doesn't matter to me. But even worse than that, even worse than them thinking they need to be entertaining in the beginning with opinions that have nothing to do with fucking baseball. And yes, I sound like an old guy. I sound like a mean guy. I get that. And that's, that's I'm at the crux of that. You know, like I want to rip and rage and be mad about things. But then in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, it's not for me. Like, why, why does it, does it rise to the level of me bitching about it? Uh, and that's one of the reasons that's uh, interfered with this show. And I, I will reference this point forever because it explains to you maybe where my mindset is at, because I think to myself, well, why, who, what gives you the fucking right to talk shit about these guys? Uh, when in reality, I, you know, I have a microphone too, so I can talk shit about these fucking guys, whatever. So these dudes, though, instead of just jumping in 
to be like, hey, all right, here's how we feel about Wander Franco's rookie year. Instead, they'll pivot and they'll go, oh, I made soup last night. And then they'll discuss their misadventures with a ladle. Fuck you, man. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear about fucking baseball. But like I said, even worse, rising to a, a higher crime than even them thinking they're funny is the fact that there's three, four dudes on the show and they all uproariously fucking laugh at everything everybody is saying. They are cracking up. Whether, whether the guy is, is making some kind of umpire joke uh, or he's going, he's uh, talking about Twinkies, whatever the fuck they think they need to do. Because again, podcasting has ruined the world by letting everybody think that their their nugget of knowledge is interesting. And yes, I, I, put, I fold myself in there too. I like to think I'm good at it and interesting and possibly people want to listen. But at the same fucking time, I'm just tugging on your electronic shirt sleeve like everybody fucking else. So, uh, so these dudes, they do the baseball thing, but instead of baseball, they talk about soup, but then they laugh, they die laughing at everything. And here's my favorite thing I ever heard on one of those podcasts. It's like four dudes and they're like winging around. And they're like, ha ha, catch up. Ah, hilarious. Oh my goodness. I was at the park and I saw a dog park and oh my gosh, I saw a little chihuahua. Ha ha. They're all laughing, 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 laughing. And then one, uh, this, this is 20 minutes, 20 minutes before they even talk about fucking baseball. And then all of a sudden one guy, he, he drops an anchor. Like he, he, he throws a line out there. And I'll tell you that it's it's not any worse or any better than anything everybody has said the entire show. Okay? It was just it was just there, like every other line that's being delivered. And he says it, and there's a beat, and one of the dudes is like, okay, well, I'll tell you what, we're here to talk about baseball. Let's talk about outfielders or whatever. And and he, they start to kind of discuss baseball. And I mean, I could hear, I'm not even watching it, I but I I literally could hear what the guy's face looked like. He's slack-jawed, staring across, and uh, and I guarantee what happened, he's just looking at all of them, whether it's a Zoom or whatever the fuck, but all of a sudden they, there's a beat, like we're going to talk baseball, so let's go ahead and discuss outfielders. You know, uh, Harrison Bader is a St. Louis Cardinal, we got to wonder if he can hold down center field. And there's a beat, and the guy goes, I get nothing for that? And the other guys are like, what? And he's like, I get nothing? I go, he goes, that was funny what I said. And in my brain, I was like, That's, that is the true poison. That is the true poison of all of this, is that they they spend 20 minutes laughing at everything they said. Everything everybody said got fucking guffaws and high fives and somersaults and a fucking brass band. And finally, they get to go to pivot to baseball. This guy delivers a line and it kind of and, and look, did he get shivved? Yeah, he kind of got shivved. I'm not going to lie. It's because the guy, they, but he even gave him the, oh, OK, let's let's talk about outfielders. You know what I mean? So he kind of gave him that courtesy chuckle. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. You know why? Because for 20 minutes, everything that guy said had been gold. He was killing. Everybody went crazy over it. And then he delivered one line that got like a clunk. And and they pivoted to what they're really supposed to be talking about. And he took it personally. Instead of just realizing that it's part of the narrative and now we're going and we're pivoting to this now. He was like, I, he. it was embarrassing, quite frankly. On the air, he was like... Hey man, that was funny. Like he wanted acknowledgement that what he said was funny, and the one and the guy's just like, "It was," but we got to talk about baseball. <laughs> and he goes, "All right, as long as you admit it was funny." Like like just so nakedly needy. And look, believe me, if anybody's gonna be nakedly needy, it's gonna be me. I'm out here. I'm I'm clawing through all sorts of bullshit all the time for your approval, just because of who I am, I suppose. So maybe I don't need to hold a fucking flashlight to the face of these idiots as they go ahead and fucking beg for laughs when they're supposed to be talking about baseball. Because that's the thing is everybody thinks they're fucking funny. All right, never mind.
I'm going to go off. I'm going to shout at all the clouds and get you off all my lawns if I don't fucking calm down. Uh, but the point is, that's what those shows do. It's like it's supposed to be a, just a straight ahead recitation of baseball statistics and talking about it. And look, there's nothing wrong with being a little entertaining. Certainly you want to be able to talk with one another and just get. But but talk about baseball. That's all you got to do. Don't tell me you're going to don't don't. If I tune in for a baseball thing and you go, you know what, man? Here's what I did yesterday. I made an angel food cake. I don't give a fuck. You know what I hope? I hope you go. I hope you end this and you, you eat that angel food cake with no beverage and you choke on it because it's dry as a dish towel. You fucking hump. I hate it, man. Uh, and I'm sure that I'm, I'm terrible for this voicing this opinion. Ah, water. <clears throat> So that's what I'm saying. I'm going back to for uh, back and forth, back to front with this podcast. Normally, people they go to they they want to give you what they're going to give you, but then in the beginning though they're like, first, hold on a second, do you guys use ZipRecruiter? All that bullshit, uh, and they they because they front load it, and I've always back loaded my plugs. I've always had them at the end, and I haven't had any plugs from anybody. You know, I got I got people who know me giving me money to talk about them, and that's going to dry up soon, I'm sure. Uh, but then I I mean I used to have. People who reached out, and then I would do that. Sometimes I made the whole show about it. Remember that? And then that guy fucking bailed. Um, remember the cum trough guy from fucking, uh, where was he from? Europe, Florida? I don't remember. Uh, that was fun. That was a fun uh, broadcast because he liked it. He got it. He knew what I did. Then there was another guy who was like, hey, you know what? I'm selling machines out of my garage. And I, I buried him on the show, and he's like, no, I want to do my own ad with my voice. Well, fuck you, man. All right. Um, <laughs> These are, but this is years ago when anybody cared about what I did or cared about my show. All right. So the point is now uh, the meat of the show is later. And right now we're, we're plugging it up. We're doing some plugs for you to let you know some things about some stuff. What if we did that? Huh? Right in the beginning. So that's what I mean. I want, I'm, <clears throat> I'm desperately trying to be like any and all other podcasts. And I know what you're thinking. The optimum word there is good. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be good like other podcasts. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be as good as four people who once ate lunch on the set of The Office telling you about what the scenery was like, but I'm trying to be as good as I can. Uh, and that not that half the battle? Isn't the trying part all you need to do? No, really? There has to be results? God damn you. How? Why would you fucking pin me to the wall with results? I can't be doing fucking results. All right. Folks, did you know I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op? I am, I think. I haven't heard from them, but I believe I still am. I may have been ostracized. They may have had a special group meeting. There may have been a Misfit Toys meeting. There was uh, there was going to be a Doug and a Jimmy and a Todd and a Jen and a Jonah and a, and a Charlie in the box. Maybe they were all there having a discussion about why why they wanted to get rid of me and that stupid doll. What was her what was her thing? Why was she a misfit? I don't think she was. Was she like uh, fucking the the daughter on the Munsters who was like hot but for some reason wound up in a house full of fucking creeps? I think that's what or the the doll have no leg or is that too dark? That seems that seems kind of dark for a Christmas special. I'm on the Misfit Toys because my leg was taken by the polio. Oh, no. I didn't know polio took legs. I thought you just had to be in an iron lung. Well, that was the thing. They put me in an iron lung, and I wouldn't be. I crawled out, and then it went, my leg was useless and eaten by wolves. Oh, man. All right. So you're still, you're kind of burying the lead there. Like, you, it was really eaten by wolves. I wouldn't blame the polio at that point. Well, if it wasn't for the polio, I wouldn't have been in the iron lung and my legs wouldn't have been useless and then I could probably fight off the wolves. No, I'm guessing you could not fight off the wolves. I, pro- I bet I could. No, you couldn't. You're a doll. You're a baby doll, a, a little shrimpy doll, uh, a raggedy Ann, if you will, 
with now one raggedy limb because the other one was chewed off by fucking doll wolves who couldn't see you escape. Yeah, stupid polio. No, again, I have to correct you. I understand this is a painful memory for you and you want to ascribe blame wherever you want to ascribe blame, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Clearly it was the wolves who did in your leg, not the polio. Oh, okay, well... Can we agree that the polio was a bad thing? Yes, we can do that. I will agree with you that the polio was a bad thing. And that it led to me being eaten by wolves? Well, also, um, let me clarify, you were not eaten by wolves. Just your leg was eaten by wolves. Just one. They left you the other one, and that's why you're here on the Island of Misfit Toys. (laughs) From Rankin and Bass. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little dark for a holiday special. So I don't even know why she lived on the island, now that I think about it. I mean, because I remember the Charlie in the... Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. <laughs> I remember him. Uh, and then so I think they're having a meeting right now. The the one-legged doll. Perhaps the wolves have attended. They're, you know, they're, they want a seat at the table now. They're like, you know what? Fuck this, man. We're tired of roaming in the wilderness and eating doll legs. Give us a seat at the table. We want a voice. These wolves need a voice. Which is silly because the only thing they can say is grrr. Uh, have you ever, and, I, and you can fight me on that, but have you ever heard a wolf say anything other than that? In all of your conversations with every wolf you've ever met, have they ever risen above the level of grrr? I don't think they have. Uh, if you find some erudite wolf out there, you're going to make a lot of money. Unless he eats your leg first. Because they're known to do that. You don't believe me? Ask her. Yeah, they do. They eat your legs. Was that Charlie? I'm going to have Charlie showing up. All right. I keep sipping water, and there's a little ice cube in there that keeps going into my mouth when I sip the water. So if you hear me spitting it out, because I don't want to crunch it on the air because it just seems stupid. Although I should because it would sound like wolves eating a leg. Hold on. It. You know what? I didn't even, I didn't even set that up. It literally went in my mouth again when I sipped. <sighs> because all of my ice is floating. I, look, I, use a, I have 10 ice cubes in every glass of water. That's part of a balanced breakfast. And uh, the small one was right where I sipped my water at this time. I could have turned the cup and avoided that little uh, cube. <clears throat> but then what fun is that? Then you wouldn't hear me chomping and a-chewing, splishing and a-splashing, splish, splash, yeah. That's uh, Bobby Darren. Uh, he was taking a bath, boom, 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 all about a Saturday night. That song's a jam, really. It's old 50 songs can be a jam. When you think about it, when you put them on, because you think they're stupid. And then you, if you hear like, splish, splash, I was digging a bath, boom, 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 all about a Saturday. You know what I mean? Um, you know who else is fucking great? Little Richard. Little Richard is great. And and his songs all sound exactly the same. She can't help it. The girl can't help it. She can't help it. The girl can't help it. Well, she walked by. All right. You're like, there's one in there. A good golly, Miss Molly. Show like the ball. It's the same song. They're the same songs. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with Little Richard doing that. Because then Alice came along and stole his fucking life. And Little Richard was furious about it. But then he wasn't furious. He just went around and minced all over the place for 70 years. And good for him. He was quite a mincer. Uh, what, what, there's the, what was the other song? There's one other song, too. Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Long tongue Sally Sheen. Milk for speed sheet. Got everything that Uncle John needs on me. What is the other song? There's one other fucking song and I can't pull it. Fuck you. I'm going to Spotify while I'm on the air. That's right. That's how that's how badly I need to get this out of my system. Because it's, it's a song and I love it. It's one of my favorite Little Richard songs and I can't believe I can't think of it. 
there's the she can't help it. The girl can't help it is great. Uh, oh my god, not Little River Band. I want to see Little Richard. Is it in his top five? I hope. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> there we go. Lucille. That one might not work. God damn it, I ruined my own fucking premise. Oh, I hate myself. Maybe it's on the essential Little Richard. What's the song I'm thinking of? I'm so mad. Uh, not rip it up. It might be the girl can't help it. Is it that one? I don't know. I can't figure. I'm looking through all of them. Oh boy. All right. Never mind. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna th- I'm gonna figure out what it is. And I'm gonna call all of you individually. Hmm. He can't help it. The girl can't help it. All right. Um. What? I'm fucking furious I can't think of this song. All right, never. who cares? Nobody cares. See, this is the kind of shit. Now you're like, I know you're home right now. You're going, fucking talk about baseball. Will you get to the fucking shortstops already? I will. Uh, Mr. Toys Co-op, guys. I'm in it. It's me. It's uh, the guys at Never Not Funny. Jimmy Pardo. Matt Belknap. Elliot Hochberg Hochberg. And our good friend Garen Cockroll. Uh, Cockroll, huh? <laughs> that man is gay. Uh, that's the Never Not Funny crew. And then also, of course, uh, Doug Benson and the crew over there at Doug Loves Movies. Todd Glass over at the Todd Glass Show and his cast of characters, his coterie of uh, 'er ne'er-do-wells. And then, of course, uh, No Fun with Jen Kirkman. She's she's a delight. The lovely and talented and brilliantly fun Jen Kirkman. She's on uh, No Fun with Jen Kirkman, which just kind of flies directly into the face of how I described the show a second ago. But she also has her Anxiety Bites podcast. You should check that out. She's She's doing the big work talking to some doctors, getting uh, all sorts of opinions and information, talking about anxiety. Uh, Jen does an amazing job. She is uh, quite talented. And then, of course, there's Let Me Watch Your Movie With You uh, with Jonah Ray, which I'll be quite frank with you, uh, I don't even know if it exists anymore. I am not I am not privy to the meetings of the decisions of the Misfit Toys Co-op crew, and it's because I've been out of the loop. You know, the show's been on a, on a weird hiatus for me. And uh, I, will t- I will tell you this, <laughs> not that it was their job, uh, but nobody from the Misfit Toys reached out and went, hey, uh, what's going on? I, which is actually, I will say this. That's kind of horseshit. Over a year ago, I got a note from Jen and she was like, hey, because uh, I guess everybody cuts uh, commercials that go on everybody else's show. <clears throat> and I kind of was like, I don't know what, what my commercial would be. What should I do? Uh, and, and you know me. I, then I put it into onto the fucking back shelf behind every other goddamn thing hiding under the coats. And, uh, and then Jen wrote me and she goes, hey, Mike, why don't you record some ads so they can play on my show? That would be amazing. She was super cool. And she didn't have to fucking do that. And, and it was great of her to do that. And I then ignored that email and didn't record any spots because I'm a genius. Uh, but Jen is lovely. So she did reach out. But I'm saying in the, pa- in the most recent times, in the most recent <laughs> panic that we've had, uh, I did not hear from them. But that's fine. Again, everybody's very busy and doing their things, uh, including producing these shows. Uh, let me watch your movie with you, Jonah Ray. Never not funny. Jimmy Pardo, Doug Loves Movies, Doug Benson, Ty Glass Show, Ty Glass, No Fun with Jen Kirkman, Anxiety Bites with Jen Kirkman, both featuring Jen Kirkman. Uh, more water, no cube. <clears throat> but it feels like my, my throat feels a little gummy. <clears throat> I don't know why. What's happening to my throat? All right. Because I sound terrific. Look, my voice sounds amazing today. I don't, I, you can always tell when I like the sound of my voice because I really, I'm enthusiastic about talking. <laughs> Wait, so that would be every show. There's never been a show where I was like, hey, what's happening? 40-year-old boy podcast, Mike Schmidt in the house. Uh, what if I said it that way? Mike Schmidt in the house? Oh, no. What am I? Who am I, Arsenio? What the fuck was that? <laughs> hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt in the house. 
<laughs> Terrible. Uh, I am not in the house. I must warn you, I am not in the house. I'm in my own apartment. I'm not in your home. Please don't look behind doors for me. I'm not crouching, waiting to pounce. Uh, all right, so go check out the Misfit Toys co-op shows. They're great. Uh, I, I got to tell you this. Let's talk about the Paranoid Strain for a minute. I got a text from my great friend, Fearful Jesuit, and he's like, uh, I loved hearing your show. Thank you, because he's been very encouraging, and he wants me to do a show all the time. Super nice guy. The best. And extremely talented with a show that I could never do. Uh, the Paranoid Strain podcast, like I said, he's in the middle of this conspiracy theory. Now, I, meant, I speculated last week. I was like, you know what? This might be a 10-episode run. Oh, no, friends. Oh, no. I received a text from my friend, uh, Fearful Jesuit, telling me it's probably going to be 20 episodes. 20 fucking badass quality episodes. And I'm sure after, at the end of that, he will put out the Leviathan, uh, which will be all of those episodes compiled into one 10-hour fucking massive, uh, huge podcast bat that you can hit yourself in the face with. It's going to be perfect. Uh, but he's, he's exploring conspiracy theories. He's getting into Russia. He's looking at QAnon, all sorts of amazing things uh, in the in the Paranoid Strain show available now in the iTunes store, available now on Spotify and wherever your finer podcasts are found. Go ahead and check it out now, please. Fearful Jesuit is the best, and he is bringing you a, a history-laden podcast with a touch of humor uh, and uh, some Byzantine writing. Just the amazing work being done by my great friend, Fearful Jesuit. Uh, so go ahead and check it out whenever you can. That would be perfect. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and Dana Unicorn also is on there too, and she's uh, she's a delight. She's uh, she's. And by the way, I don't know if you know this. Dana Unicorn naked every time they broadcast. All of her spots are recorded naked because he didn't want to have the rustling of the clothes interfering with her delightful points of view and voice timber. So please listen as closely as you can to possibly hear flesh on flesh <laughs> as she moves an arm slowly across her midriff. Uh, this is terrible. She's a terrifically talented person. And by the way, Fearful Jesuit, also naked. All right. Check out the Paranoid Strain. It's great. Check out the Flemcat podcast. What? Yes. The Flemcat podcast is our great friend, David Mex Hernandez. He sings. He dances. He does character voices. He meets a lot of jerks. He goes fishing. He now goes golfing. He's become a 70-year-old man before your ears. Uh, available right now, the Flemcat podcast is there waiting for you to check it out and see. Uh, he is your uh, Huckleberry, or at least he used to be. I understand now he's the artist. Uh, he's all of these things and more. So please check it out. He's doing wonderful work. Uh, probably telling you about taking Val to Arizona because he just took my godson back to school. Now, look, normally that's my job, but I entrusted David to do it this time. I'm like, whatever, man, because Val, he's like, hey, is Uncle Mike coming to take me to Arizona? Because that would be great. And then Dave, uh, Dave's like, I I'm going to take it. And then uh, uh, Val's like, oh, great, dad. <laughs> <He'd>, <laughs> and again, I whatever, man, those crazy kids need some time together to bond uh, because me and Val are simpatico. We are crossed fingers like this. I'm holding them up right now and you can't see them, but I'll hit the microphone with them. That's me hitting the microphone with my crossed fingers. Um, yeah, so the Flimpy Cat podcast and the Paranoid Strain, both available wherever you get the best podcasts in the world. Spotify and uh, the Apple podcast space, whatever they're calling that these days. Possibly even on Amazon. You know, my podcast is on Amazon. I just got a note from Spotify telling me I've got to explain some things. They're going to take my show down. This is the best time to be alive, isn't it? What the fuck, man? Some copyright bullshit, right? So, like, when YouTube does that, they're just like, hey, man, the Beatles are now taking some money from you. And I'm like, great, they need it. And, uh, you know, so just whatever, keeping you posted. Uh, all right, so... I also have channels you can check out. I'm on twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm sorry, I got a text there and I had to glance at my phone. 
Uh, Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can watch me streaming all the time on Twitch playing cowboy games, cowboy and Indian games, cowboy and Native American games. I'm shooting guys in Red Dead Redemption. We're moving, we're pivoting soon to another game because I've almost completed that game. I'm at 96%. I've done all the stories, I've bought all the clothes, I've gathered all the weapons, I've picked all the plants, I've caught all the fish, I've seen all of the horses. I'm only like 12 animals away from those. It's amazing. So uh, so come check me out at twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. And also youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. That's where this podcast shows up. And will there be other things eventually? I've said that before. But as we all know, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. And I got plenty of it. You know, I'm on Cameo. I am. You can hire me on Cameo to tell you that I love you. Uh, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you pay me $15 to say that I love you? I'm happy to do it. I mean, look, I'd do it for free if you were here in person, but via the telekinetic, uh, telekinetic, what am I doing? What am I in scanners? No, I'll do it on a phone. Uh, I'll send you a note that says, I love you for 15 bucks or I'll tell your mom. I love her. That'd be great. You, do you, look, do you want your mom to fall in love with me? You probably do. What about your sister? Anybody got a sister out there who's not doing anything? Anybody got a sister out there who likes reclamation projects? Point her my way. Uh, I like TV and food and movies and sex. Uh, not necessarily in that order. So please, tell your sisters all to pay attention to me. Cameo, you can hire me right there. And also, I'm going to say this now. I shouldn't, but I will. Patreon.com slash Mike40YLB. Patreon.com slash Mike40YLB. Uh, check it out, man. Uh, if you want to go ahead and contribute to this show, you can, you can do that, and it would be great, and I would love you for it. And if you don't, I totally understand. But uh, it would be great. It would keep me afloat and keep me on the air. Not that I'm not going to be on the air. I'm not going to be on the air. Like This costs money to record, but it does cost money to do stuff. Uh, like live. <laughs> All right. Whatever the fuck. Uh, how pathetic and sad is that? All right. So twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm available at cameo patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. Uh, and if you, I'll just say this, what the hell, if you want to send PayPal money, you can send it, you go to, uh, if you go to Mike Schmidt in the upper right hand corner is a little horn boy. Click on that. You can send us some PayPal money. Why not? What the fuck? I'll reach out, reach out and touch someone. I'll reach out, reach out and just say, thank you. Uh, all right, let's get to the meat. Let's get to the actual uh, show, shall we? That's the plugs. You loved them. Uh, this form, the format's been a little queered up. I understand that because of I, you know, I'm just getting my sea legs back into doing this. Uh, and also, we've got our great friend Lily we've been talking to. So guess what? I did a show with Lily this week, and uh, she's here. And go ahead and listen to it. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, so many of you responded last week, and you were excited to hear from her. And uh, that, I'm glad because it, uh, you know I, I love her. I love talking with her and to her. And so I'm glad you were all very excited to hear her voice. And I got good news for you. You're going to hear it again. So sit back and relax. Uh, crank up your iPod vagina. Smash that earplug directly right into it and push them directly into your ears. And uh, sit back and listen to me and Lily Von Stupp uh, at a conversation that I literally told her before it started. I go, you know what? I won't keep you this week. I last week got out of hand, but we'll probably only talk for like 10 minutes. Uh, and she's like, great, whatever you just, here's the time. And I said, great. And we connected via zoom. And then, <laughs> well, oh man, this happened. No, what are you talking about? We both have, uh, we both have flexible thumbs. Hey, what's happening guys. Uh, I don't know where I'm putting this. This could be the beginning of the show. could be the middle of the show. So just in case I'll do this. Hey, what's happening? I'm Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. I don't know if this is the beginning or the end or the middle. Uh, it could be, what if it's the end of the end? Uh, it could be the beginning of the end. What do you say that? Uh, what if it was the end of the middle? <laughs> what if this could be the end of the middle? You know, when you really think about it, this could actually be the end of the middle. Not that you put it that way. Uh, hi. 
That's our great friend, Lily Lunchtup. She's here with me. Uh, now, Lily, let's talk about this really quick. Uh, last week, you, you were on the show. Yeah. Before we start any tomfoolery, before we get into any shenanigans or foolishness, yes. uh, before we start our uh, hijinks, before we start our monkey shines, uh, let's talk about this. Everybody was thrilled to have you on the show last week. I was thrilled to be back. They were so happy to hear your voice. And here's how, here's how the conversation goes. They're like, oh, my God, I loved hearing Lily. It made me so happy that she was here. Our, our friend Tom, uh, Thomas, wrote me an email, and the head the, the subject was L-I-L-I. He separated them <laughs> and everything. And he was excited. People wrote me, and they were, like, so thrilled. And uh, and then here's how the conversation went. They're like, oh, my God, Lily was on. It was so great to hear her. I love the fact that you talked to her. Uh, how's she doing? And I'm like, oh, my God, she's almost dead. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. True. If what we were talking about didn't get through to you into your brain pans, but she is <laughs> so almost dead. Uh, literally, the only reason she hasn't died yet is because her hand is not free to hammer in the final nail. Like that is that is the only reason. <laughs> I she can't hold the hammer. No, has not died on the cross. <laughs> uh, but it's but again, everybody and almost like they were so thrilled to hear you that they they. Uh, put out of sight, out of mind, the fact that uh, you're in a in an iron lung, which was, you know, for them, they're like, oh, my God, she can still talk. That's all that matters. Because that's the best. That's the part of the podcast. You know what I mean? Your voice comes through and stuff like that. So they're like, she's fine. Made me cry. Oh, but well, I'm I'm everybody loved to hear from you there. They uh, look, this thing's nothing without you. They know it. You know what I mean? That, that's why they're all leaving in droves. They're like, and then a Lily, you know, you come back and they're like, maybe I'll give it another chance. And here's that's me. Bullshit, because if if they listened and found out I was on, then they listened to No, you. word of mouth was flashing around town. <laughs> Nobody heard anything. One person said, hey, is Lily back? And then it went on like wildfire. And they said, well, is there? A, let me ask you this. Is there a way to block his voice out of the show and just hear her? And I, I know there's some scientists right now working on that technology to go ahead and try to remove me from my own show to make it more palatable for people. And I can't blame him. And I'll tell you what, if that gets me more subscribers and listeners, more power to him. Go ahead, Captain Science. Lose my voice in a goddamn uh, laboratory accident. Happy to have it happen. Um, but everybody was excited that you were back and happy to hear your voice. And I was, uh, and I mean, I you know, you know, I love you, and I always love talking to you. So I'm happy that you're here. So, uh, so before we get it and dive into all that, I wanted to make sure that you know just how loved you are and how appreciated you were when people uh, were able to hear your voice. Well, I do feel loved. Um, thank you. Well, good. I'm glad. And uh, and you're back now. So, and again, before we dive deep into any other ridiculous <laughs> stuff we're going to talk about, uh, and this look, it's a conversation. It's very conversational. That's how the best podcasts are. <laughs> Nobody has a script. Everybody has a script now. Everybody has a fucking timer and a producer, four producers, a light show. Fuck. Uh, podcasting, you know what it used to be? It used to be a fucking uh, meathead in a fucking stripper's kitchen talking for hours about whatever the fuck. And now, and now... It's the it's the third lead from the office talking about craft services on a Thursday. What the fuck, man? What happened oh to this God. art form? What happened to this art form? <sighs> the good news is they went ahead and found a lot of unemployed guys like our good friend Conan O'Brien. I'm glad he was able to get some work. And he showed up with his podcast and turned it on its head. It's, and and also, here's another guy who wasn't uh, finally, he was on the his last fucking gasp. Uh, but then Will Ferrell found podcasting. Thankfully, it saved him Jesus. from having to make six bullshit movies a year, and now he only has to make five. I want you to know that the world is a little sadder because I now know that Will Ferrell has a podcast. Even better. You want to, you want to be even more sad? I, Will, I, Ferrell, Will Ferrell has a podcast where he's Ron Burgundy. Oh, God. 
He's not even Will Ferrell telling you interesting Will Ferrell stories about his Swedish wife and eating chocolate off of her fucking ass or any of that nonsense. No, no. He is telling you in Ron Burgundy speak what he thought about a manila envelope or whatever the fuck. And I mean, I just, I don't. And you know what? People eat it up with three spoons. They don't fucking care. They're, they're, you know, it, they, people love it so much. Their, their ears have become little mouths with teeth in them and they just chomp up the words that are sent on their way by Will Ferrell and Conan O'Brien and every person who ever guest starred on a Mary Tyler Moore or The Office or whatever the fuck and now has a podcast about it. Do you know that I am uh, on TikTok? All right. And the moment someone comes through with a blue check mark, I block them. Really? Yes. Now, see what you don't say care is. who you are. I literally blocked Barbara Streisand, who is one of my favorite singers of all time. I blocked Madonna. I don't uh, want to see you on TikTok. I don't want to see you do a cool dance. I see what you mean. I, I have lost my mind over there because it's just I, I remember when we were doing online tonight and we had um, fuck Napster. LimeWire? No, the guy, the Sean Metallica Fanning. and one other person basically sued Napster, and I can't think of his name right now, and he sent us fuck Napster shirts. And I, I literally am like, everybody wanted to decentralize, and they wanted to take the gatekeepers out of music, and now music sucks. You well, can't find a good artist because there's no gatekeepers. There's no everything is harmonized bullshit. And again, I'm old and you and I can sit on our porch and tell people to get the fuck off our lawns. <laughs> I am with you at this point. But yeah, Will Ferrell having a podcast basically makes me want to go. Yes, iTunes deserve to die. It just I that, and again, that to me is. Yeah, no, I'm I'm being a sourpuss. Clearly, I I, I understand like. Uh, you know, because again, in the beginning, when I did my show, whatever, we're in that we were in the iTunes top fifty, you know, and yes. I was like, yay! And now I and look, I haven't worked to promote it. I took six weeks off at a time, several times. What the fuck? And that's just recently, <laughs> but in the past four years, when podcasting went through the fucking roof, and again, we we used to joke all the time about it. Our, our we always said the best thing about podcasting is that anybody can do a podcast. Yes. And the worst thing about podcasting is that anybody can do a podcast. Yes. And and it's just. Whatever, someone again, with a find handheld your recorder. Joy, Will Ferrell, find your fucking joy, but not in my headphones. Oh. <laughs> oh. And and I, you know, look, everybody can do what they want. That's fine. Uh, and it's not. It's not like uh, I'm losing people to Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, no. I, I, God damn, my audience has been cleaved in half by the arrival of Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy. If only he had <laughs> stayed out of it. I'd be that much more successful. You can't be that asshole. I mean, because that's like uh, in comedy when a stand-up comic is like a, one of his friends or whatever gets a show and you're like, who the fuck? I, the word, I used to hate it all the time. That question is like the most insulting question when somebody you knew got something and someone would go, how did you get that? <laughs> and, it, and it's all inflection. Cause he, but, but even if you said, yes. how, did, how did you get that? Yes. You're still questioning the very fact that your friend should be on fucking television. You know what I mean? Like it's it's such a shitty, terrible thing to do. You don't but people don't they don't think of it that way. You know what I mean? They just think they're gathering intel or whatever the fuck. Uh but boy, are you leaving yourself uh uh in, in a lurch if you fuck like you because again it's your buddy. Your buddy got a show and you're like, How did you get that show? What? Because I'm I, fucking funny. I am happy for everyone who finds success. And honestly, I am happy for Will Farrell. I just 
again, do not wonder how we are in the position we are in politically in this country. Because if Ron Bear Burgundy has a podcast, that explains a lot, too. Uh, people just, love it. They just, love it. I, I've never watched, I haven't watched Anchorman 2 because I heard terrible uh, things. Because, because look, let's, we'll cut to the meat of the matter, getting caught with the meat in your mouth. Uh, Anchorman is fucking genius. I, I love Anchorman. I will watch, I would watch it three times in a row on a day, on a dare, not even on a dare. I'd watch it on my own. I love it. I didn't watch Anchorman 2 because everybody was like, don't bother. It just, it'll, it'll leave you so fucking cold after seeing the first one. I, I can probably tell you I probably saw it because I've watched everything that was ever put on Netflix because of being disabled and being home all the time and <laughs> not wanting to have silence in the background. And once you've played all your records and you can't get up to flip them anymore, you kind of just put the TV on in the background as noise. So I'm sure I've watched it. Um, I'm going to jump I, in real, real I got to stop you real quick. Uh, are you sick in 1964? Where are you playing your records and getting up and flipping them? I, I don't. That doesn't make a any sense. Of, a lot of the stuff that I enjoy are like old, old, sexy party albums by like Red Fox and, ah, okay. and Tony Fields. <laughs> sure. You got a Tony Fields on. Are you playing old 78s on your Victrola? Is that what you're I, doing? Are you? Let me ask you this. I, I think you, I've, uh, listened, I've listened to Knockers Up probably 5,000 times. Is there a chance you injured your hip doing the Charleston? Could I you? Didn't. Could you? All right. I want to just get to the bottom of it. Uh, yeah, Zooks. All right. Well, that's awful. I, I, all right. So you play records and you but, do actually but, get up and flip but them. Yes. I mean, I, here, here's the problem with Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell has one character and it's Will Ferrell. Um, and that's not a good thing necessarily. And and it's very hard for me to see his range or see anything other than another fart joke coming. And I am so over that. See, I will I'll tell you this. Like because there's there are things I could tell you to watch. Does he have he's... a range of fart jokes? Is that what you're No, stop your nonsense. <laughs> Listen to me. First of all, on Saturday Night Live, he was unbelievable. He was so funny all the time on Saturday Night Live. And that character that I know a character you're talking about, the character who's like might be dangerous but you're not sure but he wants you to think he is like it's that weird i love that character because that's the guy from frank the tank basically from old school when he gets fucking loaded um but, here, but here's because here's my beef with will ferrell we'll talk about this real quick we'll pivot uh they, they did to him what they did to richard Pryor. they made him the pussy in all of his movies all of a sudden like he's now the the fool the fop the 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 butt of the joke when when he was the aggressive, funny dude, it was great. And, and uh, you know, as you get when older, I guess, stop your nonsense. Uh, again, Anchorman, old school. Those movies are fucking hysterical. And Him just and that, Sherry O'Terry made me laugh when they were the Spartans. So great. That, that was a very funny character. And then I realized that almost every character he did was the same person, though. And, and I understand what you're saying. <laughs> when he did the movie Home Arrest or whatever it was where he got arrested and got cornrows and went to prison, I literally went, Get hard. everyone in this film should be executed. <laughs> I, I just, uh, Why? yeah. I, Why did they make this? And again, the, and the funny part was they made Kevin Hart like the tough guy. And, I, and again, I didn't watch it. Uh, I'll tell you, this is a funny story. Uh <laughs> One again, time, I don't mean to shit all over Will Ferrell, but Christ. Well, we've talked about again as so we, I think we, made, we might have even talked about it last week. Where I, I just, uh, I don't say I hate that or that sucks. <laughs> I say that's not for me. Like I yes. do, I'm, I've tried to be diplomatic mm -hmm. as I get older um, because there are things that are not for me. You know what I mean? And things, yeah. but then there are things that that are intensely for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
but is a sidebar story is totally true one time my ex and i uh had a fight shocking um <laughs> <laughs> so i'm in wisconsin with no escape you know what i mean and it's i'm sitting on the couch and i'm just like oh jesus because again and i don't even remember again i don't remember what this one was one time we got we got into a fight once over plunging the toilet uh which is like we had not, I, we get in a fight one time because I shoveled the driveway and she was angry at me. Like, I mean, I can't even. <laughs> and look, I was irrational sometimes myself, but, but you know, I, and again, some, some of these situations, not for me. I'll just say it right now. That's what I'll say. So I'm in the house. It's on a, it's late. And she, she would work early in the mornings. Right. So, uh, I would usually go to bed with her at like eight 30 at night and whatever happened, happened. And then she'd go to sleep and I just lay there with her in bed because it was great. Uh, I loved it. I loved have being that close to her, and, and even because I mean, look, if I'm going to bed at eight thirty, that's you know that's insane for me. Yeah. Like that's not even fucking close. And so we, she had to sleep with the TV on. She liked having the TV on when she slept. So I just put on Forensic Files. And now to this day, if I watch the show Forensic Files, the music stings make me put me in Wisconsin like that. I mean, I it's crazy how it feels. I can I can see the room and smell her hair. I mean, it's fucking amazing. So. Uh, but, but one night we had a fight and I wasn't allowed in the bed or she was ignoring me or whatever the fuck. Like I, I went to the bedroom, you know, I would go to bed with her and then she'd like fucking curl up in the craziest fucking armadillo ball you could ever imagine. So there was, I couldn't, I couldn't get anywhere. Like I had no purchase at all. I was like, all right, well, so I left her alone. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to the living room. And she, uh, she put on that movie, get hard with Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell in her bedroom at the loudest volume you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and I think I had already remarked, this movie looks fucking stupid. Like, I mean, who would ever watch this? And so it was, you know, I got to hear Kevin Hart going, hey, motherfucker, hey, fuck you, fuck you, and I'm going to fuck you in the ass. And and Will Ferrell talking about, and he mentioned about sex in prison, and I mean, loud. And I'm in the, I'm in the living room just going, and it's the same thing, you, you go, well, Dr. Chilton does enjoy his petty torments. <laughs> yeah. you know, like the scene in, in Silence of the Lambs when he yeah. turns up the fucking evangelist. And I just, I remember just sitting there going, I, I go, cause in my brain, I'm like, this isn't pleasant for her either. I know it isn't. What are you doing? And we always would reach that point where it would be that I, I would want to look at her and just go, man. And I, oftentimes I did. I would like, I would get in bed and I'd like throw an arm around her and she'd be all fucking tightened up like a goddamn rolled up armadillo and i'd be like i'm leaving in two days why is this happening why do you can you just relax for two for now just come on whatever it was forget it it it's clearly wasn't important didn't fucking matter but that's why that movie i'll never forget it just turned up so fucking loud man and i'm in the living room just going and i think then like that was one of the times then so then i'm just i watched hockey and then i'm like scrolling my phone and then she walked out and she goes, oh, what are you texting all your friends and telling them what a bitch I am? And I'm like, no, I'm watching hockey and looking at scores. I mean, Jesus, no, I'm not that complicated. I can tell you, <laughs> I now have a reason to like that film. <laughs> oh, fuck off. I was and furious. By the way, I wish you would have been texting me to tell me what a bitch you was. No, I never, I didn't do that. That wasn't my fucking you thing. You never did. You never spoke ill of her at all. You were, you no. were far too kind. Nah, well, I was fucking... You know, I was whatever. I don't. Let's not, let's not <laughs> get into this. Need to go down no, this I'm going to keep this backpack packed. By the way, does she have a podcast yet? Probably. I don't doubt it. Oh well, th- we'll get this again. Mech split, and he's got his podcast, which is cool. And uh, because again, super fucking talented, does music, does art, he does everything. The guy's a fucking genius. But now I just got an email. Uh, <laughs> I can't even believe it. 
fucking evil Dennis from the UN of Evil is doing a Substack, and he's like, because he's he is a he's a million miler on like United or Delta, I forget which. So he's been all over the world. He's he's lived in Germany. He's lived. He's been all. He has family in Italy. He'll go stay there for like a month and a half. I mean, the guy retired at fucking fifty four, a, a multimillionaire. I mean, it's, he's fine. He's doing great. So he's doing a Substack about traveling and stuff. But then he sent it out to us as friends. And he goes, hey, I'm going to try to get people subscribed. He goes, but also I'm letting you know that all you fuckers are going to be in some of these stories. And I, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I, I read it and I'm look, I'm happy for my friend, but also I'm just like, fucking of course, of course, because you know what? Everybody in the fucking world wants their artwork on your fridge. And, and why not my great friend who will now tell his version of the stories? I, I don't even know. I don't know. And it's not, I, I shouldn't. You know, I, I'm having, I have a crisis in my brain where I'm like, am I good enough? Like, who wants to fucking hear from me? Meanwhile, these swinging dicks are all like, hey, man, I hired a plane to pull my fucking first sentence behind it on a banner. You know what I mean? I'm like, how do you have all of this confidence in the fucking world that anybody wants to hear about you and your trip to fucking Ecuador? Good for you. But you see it on Facebook all the time. Some, some fucking banana heads in his car. And he's like, hey, man, look at my Jews heart. Bing, 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 bing. And like eight people watch it. And he's like, I'm a star. Fuck. I don't get it, man. We're all a star. That's my point. Everyone yeah. is a star. Everyone's got their. Everyone's got the, a fucking little microphone with a with, a, with a, a trophy on it, and they put it on their shelf. Yay! Everything is special, and nothing is special. Oh fuck! What a, I know. What a... I know. It's hilarious. But but again, I mean, to me, I would rather find a unique personality that has a voice or something interesting to say. I recently ran across uh, napalm nanny in the shack. She had me on her show after I had been listening to it for a while. And I'm like, it's a really interesting show. It's a fun show. It's uh, it's got music and she interviews people and it's just, it's a quick little one hour kind of bundle of human society, NPR, but fun kind of thing. All right. And you know, there, there are podcasts out there that are really interesting and unique, but very few people can do what you do. But well, they try. regardless <laughs> but they me, try. but even accepting me, I'm, I'm saying there, yeah. there is brilliant programming out there. Again, our friend fearful Jesuit does an amazing yeah. show. I said, Max's show is fucking awesome. Um, and you know, never not funny. There's, there's all these shows are brilliant and, and these people do great work. I I'm just saying it just, it just seems like everyone. There's no has, barrier. No, no barrier. To everyone's entry. got the bug and, and, and good for them. Like I said, even during the pandemic was the worst. Cause it was just like, You'd go on Facebook and it was like scrolling through public access. You know what I mean? All of a sudden you're just like, <laughs> and in your brain, in my brain, I'm like, you know what? You know what? You know what industry really did well during the pandemic? The banjo industry. <laughs> Holy fuck. Because somehow everybody in the fucking world went out and bought one of those Bodor looking fucking things and decided to be picking and grinning on my Facebook feed. Oh, what fuck. the fuck? Oh, fuck. Holy shit. <laughs> Do me a favor. Holster that instinct and go read to your kid. God damn it. You're a fucking family man. Nobody needs to see you out here playing fucking roadhouse blues <laughs> in your fucking shed. Oh man. And good for everybody. I don't know. And again, I agree. Good for them. I just, I know, I know. It. I do not want to listen to it. But oh this my is God. all right. So, but this is the, this is the crossroads. This is the thing. I want to be fucking furious and angry and rip this shit apart, but I've, I've come to this Zen place where I'm just like, who cares? Everybody's happy. You know what I mean? So it made the show, it makes the show hard to do because I want to fucking lob bombs. And then I'm just like, well, who are you to fucking shit on them, man? You're a nobody, just like everybody else. 
So it's like, I can't even understand why, like, where do you get off sort of thing? And I'm not a hot take guy. I've tried not to be a hot take guy. Listen, I don't eat a freestanding cheese. Take that. It's like eating a candle. There you go. How's that for a hot take? Everybody knows it. I don't eat a freestanding cheese, but I just recently discovered a freestanding cheese I will eat. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Well, it's You know what? It's Colby uh, onion Colby Jack from Boar's Head. And it's delicious. It tastes it tastes like it's got caramelized onions in it, and it tastes like oh, uh, White Castle sliders. Oh, my God, is it good. Wow. So good. Okay. Uh, but again, during the pandemic, I didn't give a fuck what I'm putting in my mouth. Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it was like ro- my road days when I didn't care what I put in my mouth. <laughs> Unfortunately, this, this was talking. all. We weren't yet. Yeah, now we are. Right? Yeah, food. now it's food. That's food. what I'm saying. Back in the road days. Food, okay. <laughs> in the road days, it was food and pretty much everything else. Whatever else, whatever I could fit in there was going in. But now it's, you know, hey, look at these. Uh, you know what I, I told you? Again, I talked about it on the show. You know, I, during the pandemic, I, you know, there were no rules. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted. So I started, and you could only go to the store because, like, you can't eat out every day. So I started to go to the store, and I, I just reverted to childhood, man. I bought fish sticks and fucking macaroni and cheese and fucking cans of sodium-filled soup and mixed it with rice and just, like, ate all the – I made this fucking my, – my mom used to make I, – I think I talked about it on here. There was this fucking – ground beef you could you could put she just it was the simplest again it was a poor people meal but it was fucking amazing it was just ground beef you browned it and you seasoned it and then you poured open pit barbecue sauce which is a midwest barbecue sauce it's not like national and uh and you just made like a it was a, a sloppy joe but then you ate it on rice oh, and yeah. I, I mean holy again it was it was a three ingredient meal i mean it's fucking amazing and so i hadn't had it since i was a kid and so i actually ordered open pit on amazon which is, it just seems a waste of postage to go, hey, do me a favor, bring me some sauce. Anybody got my childhood out there that they could throw on a van and fucking bring to my house? <laughs> chop, chop, get it over here, because I got to eat some fucking memories. And I did. I ate the fuck out of it, man. And I still got the open pit in the fridge, if you want to come by. <laughs> I don't go to people's houses. <laughs> How dare you? What? What's wrong with you? I don't eat in public and I don't go to people's houses. Oh, you got a lot of rules all of a sudden. What happened to you? Um, well, I, I kind of at this point still have some will to live, so I don't go anywhere. I see. You know, you're actually right. I know you don't eat anywhere because I uh, last time I saw you, no, a couple times ago, yeah. I wanted to go to Ham House. Uh, what the fuck is that place? I forget. But I, And I saw it because it's by your house, yeah. and I was like, holy fuck. And you're like, I'm not yeah. going in there. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going in there? Like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't eat in public anymore. And I'm like, what? I was like, what? It was, I, I was shocked we went with your sister, the barbecue house, yeah. uh, that one time. You know what I mean? But it was, again, it was masks and distance and, yeah. you know, you've got a goddamn Lily, – <laughs> Lily has one of those – you ever see in There Will Be Blood when they, they walk like 10 paces and then they tap a stake into the ground to mark where the pipeline's going to go? <laughs> That's how Lily gets seated at a restaurant these days. She seats at well, – she says, well, you know, 10 paces, you sit over there, 10 paces, I'm going to sit over here. It's like you, you went for a sandwich and now you're going to have a gunfight. <laughs> I almost had one at Costco. <laughs> when I was with you? No, I went to Costco with Eddie to pick up some water and some other things. Uh, so you're cheating on me? Two days ago. And uh, I'm in their mobilized wheelchairs, which suck there because I have to shift my weight a lot because of my back. And when you shift your weight and it's moving, it literally just stops and like throws you off of it. They're terrible. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I like I bruised my hand because I Wait, is it so it's Mickey it's Mickey Gillies Jazzy? Is that what you're telling it, me? It's yes, yes, <laughs> it is. It is. 
So, so anyway, I'm like in pain. I'm miserable. I don't want to be there. I've got my N95 on. Eddie and I and probably five other people have masks on and that's it. We finally get it to checking out and I get up off of the jazzy to start putting my food on. And the helpful guy comes running over, stands right next to me and is like, here, let me help. And I'm like, please back up. You have no mask on. And he just kind of like looked at me and like and turned and walked away. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm disabled and you were trying to help. But being next to me could kill me more than me having to lift something that's three pounds. In... And I just literally sobbed in the car the whole way home. Oof. Man, I'm sorry. That's we're a drag. All die. Some of us just sooner. Yeah, I, I, right. I know this, but I don't want you crying. You know, if you, if you're on the clock, if you're, if your hourglass has been turned over, I'd like you, <laughs> I'd like you to enjoy some of your time here and not be fighting with Larry no, at the just, goddamn it's, Costco. It's exhausting. It's just exhausting to be alive in a pandemic and be disabled. It's just exhausting. No, I, yeah, I hear you. I, I don't, so, well, well, you and I have talked. Glad I, mean, I brought I, the show down. Uh, oh, please. Uh, first of all, thank you for calling it a show. I think um, my, my advice to anyone out there is if you see a disabled person and you're not wearing a mask, ask still, them if they need help before you walk up and cough on them. <laughs> just just uh, ask. Okay. It's a nice thing right. to do. Uh, I Here's my suggestion to anybody. If you see a disabled person out there and you don't have a mask on, push them over and steal their things. <laughs> Because you know what? It's now it's Lord of the Flies out there and Piggy's got the conch and we're just trying to make sure that <laughs> wow. everything goes the way we want it to go. All right. Uh, we're going to get the beast. We're going to set the fire. Uh, I, I wish I, you know, it's, it looked like that for a while and I don't know. It's all going to be Thunderdome here soon enough. Uh, every, every day, because again, here, all right, here's my favorite thing is when people are like, uh, they, I love when, it. This will sound terrible. I don't give a fuck. I, lo I love when people think things are going to be good. When people have that burst of, ha here we go. Now the tables have turned. Ha, ah, darkness, the tables have turned. No, they have not. No, everything is going to go unbelievably bad and continue to go. On. I just saw, like, again, it's this thing where you're like, they keep saying, there's a mole and he turned Trump in and he, and who is it? Who, who got Mar-a-Lago? It could be Kushner and all this stuff. I'll, I hear all that for days. Right. And, and they're like, it could be Kushner. They're going to crack him and they're going to break him. He's going to confess, whatever. It's all falling apart. The palace is, is crumbling. And then today I go on Twitter and I see an ad for Jared Kushner's book, which comes out August 25th <laughs> and, and calling it uh, at the center of the, uh, the most, I, I can't remember the word he chose. Uh, something presidency in history and i'm just like who who reads one word of that shit who fucking i can't understand when like here this drives me crazy they banned this fucking asshole from twitch or twitter okay he's gone every day people screenshot his bullshit from the other one and and, and talk about it i'm like get out what the fuck is it just it proves what he said that people they need him they fucking need him there's so many people who fucking need him in their lives and they won't let it go. And it's like, what the fuck is going on, man? They need a windmill to tilt at. They just, they just do. They can't fucking relax or calm down. They all have to, they have to invest. I, 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 this is completely fucking true. I saw this on Facebook. I saw somebody turn a conversation about scrambled eggs into a conversation about Republicans and gun control. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Let me see if I can get there. All right, go ahead. Eggs, uteruses, abortion, Trump. 
Did I get would've, there? Would have made complete sense. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but I should say this. It was it was about you're you're right, but I here's see, why. I see. No, 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 you're totally right. It's a great that's a great pull. But the person <laughs> the a person posted again, because we know social media is literally electronic cancer. That's all it is. It's just, oh, it's awful. just ruining everything. It has ruined everything. Yeah. Maybe maybe giving everybody access to all of the world's information and history at the press of a button wasn't a good idea because it gave them the idea that, that it can't be real or true if they can somehow look it up. Like that thing where they're just like, oh, I don't believe this bullshit about slavery. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Well, it was a big operation. There's no way they could have done it. That's a lot of boats. Oh, my God. It's astonishing to me. Yeah. Everyone has got to plant their flag in some weirdness that, you know, like this birds aren't real. What the fuck birds are you talking about? I hear, I'm not even joking. Like people will say that and you're just staring. And, and know. you know, when Colbert started the Colbert report, he came up with truthiness and I don't think he had any real idea what he was, what he was doing. Like he, unless he really saw it coming and he was going to get way ahead of it, but it was that thing where like truth doesn't matter. It's what's in my gut. Fuck my head. You know what I mean? And that was what truthiness was all about. And he meant it as a parody and a goof. And then out of fucking nowhere, that's the fucking world now. It, Nothing it, is true. It's the fucking weirdest thing. People dispute facts all the time. And they don't just dispute them. They cite bad things to dispute them and say, see, I read it somewhere. Therefore, it has to be true. And I just it, it is the worst game of telephone ever. And it makes me sad because people don't realize that they're being manipulated. And then they're like, no, you're being manipulated. And the next thing you know, you try to buy an ad on Facebook and uh, people from China tell you that you're a scammer. Yeah. <laughs> and you just go, okay, I'm done. I'm done. And, and I'll tell you what, this is this is all true. And I, I also, I don't walk away from it at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking neck deep in Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of it. All of it. I just am. I wish, I, you know, I can't be here, you know, because, because, because honestly, look, if you're not, you're yeah. either fucking rich or you're some fucking weird Luddite guy who's like, you know, Hey, look, I just discovered Flint. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of those fucking idiots. Like, all right, good for you. Hey man, look at me. I hammered in a clothesline. Oh, really? You don't want to buy a dryer? Dryers are a myth. Okay, buddy. Enjoy the sun and your wrinkly clothes. Everybody's fucking insane. Everybody is insane. The article was on, uh, it, the person had posted, Hey, What's the best way to make scrambled eggs? There's, uh, I know Gordon Ramsay makes them this way, uh, and I found them to be too runny. And then people came in and said, well, you know, the, there's this famous recipe from, I think, Julie, not Julia Child or somebody, because, you know, the, the, what they say is if a chef needs to make a perfect egg in order to be a chef. That's always been the baseline, what they always say uh, among <laughs> big chefs. Like you have to make eggs perfectly or, or else you're not that guy. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, next person wrote, uh, well, Alton Brown has a recipe. And, uh, you know, this is after like, there's 10 responses. People are having a give and take and they're going back and forth. And someone said, Alton Brown makes them this way. And someone wrote, I don't give a fuck what that Republican gun fetishist has to do with eggs or whatever. I, I don't believe me. I can't even believe you brought his name into this discussion. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I, I just know Alton Brown as a ridiculous bow tie guy who has cutthroat kitchen in the iron chef. I think I know him as a guy who I used to really enjoy and who now has cultivated uh, a, an on screen character of stern taciturn, almost like drill sergeant type of things. And I don't, it's not my thing. I don't understand why he's doing that, but that's the way he pivoted and that's fine. But I found him to be a very good eats is a fucking great show. All these things. So I had to Google it. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck this person's talking about. 
And it turned, this is completely true. <laughs> you Googled it? Because how do you say, I don't know what that Republican gun fetishist fucking thing. I'm like, who the, you know, we're talking about fucking breakfast, right? You know, that's what we're talking about. We're going back and forth about fucking uh, omelet du fromage. We're not having a fucking conversation <laughs> about these fucking idiots. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's so insane. So I Googled it, right? I Googled Alton Brown, guns, Republicans. And it came up that in like 2017, I, I don't know. It was around the time of some shooting or something on his social media, on Twitter. He he wrote, uh, I voted Republican most of my uh virtually my entire life something like that he goes and i am a gun owner but man we really got to start doing something about what's going on in this country with guns like he was affected by some public shooting or something so he he he, he wanted to give the you know his bona fides up top where he's like look man i'm a republican and a gun owner but we really got to do something yeah. here and i'm like that's what you got out of his statement that he's a republican gun fetishist what the fuck are you talking about but that's but that's he didn't double is. down later somewhere. I don't know. I I look. It would look. You laughed because I googled. <laughs> I wasn't going any fucking deeper than that. I don't know. It, it even yeah. You know. It, I did. I actually googled more. Turns out he was the Las Vegas shooter. <laughs> That's not funny. Why am I laughing? He fucking laid waste to everybody at that country show, and then afterwards oh, he went down and oh. he made fucking a breakfast for the survivors. Fuck off, man. And they just people, they twist everything. into Like today, all right, look, there's a guy named Rex Chapman. You know who Rex Chapman is? Thankfully, no. Rex Chapman used to play basketball in the NBA. That's why. All right, he, play, he played for the University of Kentucky, and then he played for like the Phoenix Suns and the Charlotte Hornets, I believe. No, he might not have played for Phoenix. He played for Charlotte. Uh, but he played with Jordan, like against Jordan and stuff. He was he's a guy like that. And then he after the NBA, he got hooked on fucking like Oxy, <laughs> and he, he stole something from an Apple store, so he kind of hit – Wow. rock bottom a little bit yeah he and but then he's rallied you know he's come around and now he's gigantic on twitter he might have three million followers because he's an aggregator uh, he's on it all day and he'll find good stories bad stories trump stories anything and he'll retweet them and just write oh my gosh what do you think of this like that kind of thing ugh, I hate but he I agree with you, but he he's been extremely successful to the point where he's turned it into a gig. Like he, CBS hired him to work on college basketball, the tournament last year in the in the studio, because now he's also a dandy. Like he wears a cap as a grown man. <laughs> a dandy. A fucking, That's yeah, he's the reference you went with. Okay. Yeah, because he wears these. He wears yellow framed glasses, and he, he has to look. He has to stand out. Whatever the fuck. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> But, but that's fine. And again, I, and I, I follow him on Twitter because, again, he aggregates a bunch of stuff. He follows me because I'm yeah. awesome, uh, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so he, that's who he is. But then today, because uh, he, he's also a hardcore Dem, and he's from Kentucky, so he hates Mitch McConnell. He hates yeah. Rand Paul. He's always on their ass. So he's become you know uh, a standard bearer for Twitter Democrat crazies, whatever the fuck. So sure enough, today – I, I, I go on to Twitter, and he's in a fight with Lenny Dykstra. Okay, I know who Lenny Dykstra is. Lenny Dykstra, if you don't know who he is, was a ba he was a baseball player, uh, known for a few things. His scrappy style of play and uh, chewing a ball of tobacco bigger than your liver. I mean, he would constantly, his mouth was filled with, the, with weed and just dripping and brown. His uniform would be brown. Uh, he played for the Mets. He played for the Phillies. He was fucking awesome for the Phillies in 93. Fucking amazing uh, as a baseball player. But then 
he leaves baseball and he's an, he didn't stop at the Apple store and steal a fucking watch. All right. He decided to fleece people by becoming an investor. He bought car washes with money he didn't have. Uh, he was a sexual assault guy. He's all fucked up. And again, his nickname is Nails. But but again, there's that certain toxic brew of idiots out there who are like, yeah, fucking Nails. And it's like, yeah, on the, on the baseball field, I fucking loved him. But you got to admit he's a tool bag now. Fucking Nails. Oh, my God. Shut up. So he's... Uh, Trump guy, huge Trump guy. And let me let me just address this really quick. The very fact that I know that the center fielder for the 1993 Philadelphia Phillies <laughs> supports a certain political candidate tells you all you need to fucking know about how bad social media is. Why the fuck should I have any idea that, that fucking Cesar Cedeno of the Houston Astros love Bolsonaro from Brazil? I, I don't I don't need to know that. See ball, hit ball, catch ball. That's your whole fucking function in my memory pan. There's no reason for me to know what you feel about zoning laws, Lenny Dykstra. And yet people go to him and ask him fucking questions. And, he, he, and even worse, he's got answers. Instead of going, hey, man, I'm a fucking tobacco-chewing idiot who did time in jail and possibly was a, a guilty of underage rape. Uh, no, he's like, well, here's how I feel about this particular question. Oh, my God, no. Don't pontificate. It's it's really rough because I get this a lot. Shut up, you're a stripper. I get that a lot. As though because I took my clothes off, I should have no political opinion. But but I've read the Constitution. In fact, I read it naked in my hot tub. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> so I mean, there there are there are there are non-experts and there are fucking idiots and there's a huge gap between the two of those two okay but but the issue here is that the (laughs) non-experts yes and the idiots all have the same platform and all shout just as loudly and and again yay everybody gets a podcast and so that's it exactly it so you have to get a scythe and cut through this the the racist wheat to fucking find anything that you might enjoy or and then, like. And then you call them racist and they claim they're the victim. Oh god, so. I don't even I, and but also I don't give a fuck. I don't care racist not racist. None of that shit. I I truly believe like I said, it's all stupid. All of this is so stupid. Well, it's funny you should say that because I have literally called the Republicans out of my life. I used to sit around and try to change their minds and say, look at me. I am a disabled woman who no longer has bodily autonomy. And if I were to get pregnant right now, what kind of care would the child have, even if I could live through giving the birth and try to logically talk to people about life? And I'm now gotten to the point of, fuck you, be happy over there. I want nothing to do with you. I yeah. literally, I I can't tell you the amount of people I have cut out of my life because yeah. I physically and emotionally don't have the energy to be around them anymore. Right. I I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I still phone bank and do things that can help, but man, I, I just... Yeah. But and that and that's and that's completely your choice. And, I, I, and I apologize to anyone out there who is offended right now, but maybe you should do a little uh soul searching to wonder why you hate disabled people and strippers and black people and people who are different than you and trans people because that's a you thing. That's not a me thing. Well, again, we we touched on it a little bit last week and I I <laughs> There's another thing is that's involved in recording the show. I find it's 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 uh 
<clears throat> unfortunately, it's a well you go back to. And, and I just, I don't understand why people live your life and just let people be happy. I, I don't care. Yeah. You know, um, I've, I've seen conversations with people going, well, no, when you, when you start making me say your different pronouns, when I know that you're a boy or whatever the fuck, and I'm like, what do you care? What do you fucking care? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're like, when you drag me into your cosplay, and I'm like, it's not, you don't even, you're being hurtful just by even saying that. That guy will call that guy nails all day long. No! But doesn't want to call somebody by the name they prefer to be chosen by right. as a name. And I'm just like, you're, you're a bunch of fucking hypocrite idiots who don't like people who are different. Just yes. say it. Say those words out loud then and live with the consequences of, of being a homophobic, transphobic fucking asshole. So I signed Sorry. into Twitter. That's okay. <laughs> Please. I don't mind. I signed into Twitter and I, I Rex Chapman is fighting with Lenny Dykstra. Okay. And, and, and they're going back. And again, I, I read the first exchange and I'm like, all right, I, I don't know why this is happening, but good for them, whatever the fuck. But, here, but here's the deal. So then I went to the gym and I worked out this morning. And then I split and I came home. I had some stuff going on at my house, uh, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, and then I checked in the afternoon. They're still fighting. And I'm like, all right. So then I have a sandwich. And uh, then my apartment, like, I have to wait. I had to bump my Twitch stream a couple hours or whatever the fuck. Uh, I had to go get a haircut today. I went out. I did that. I checked, I checked uh, Twitter. Oh, you're very nice. I do look really good. There's no, you, you can't do. argue about you that. Do. You I, look really good today. Well, and also I have the, because I have the green background, which pops my eyes. I look fucking fantastic. And look, people out there who are listening to this, you are so missing out on Zooming with me. Good Christ, do I look good Zooming. You're going to make me take a picture? Don't do that. I'm going to take a picture of my screen and I'm going to put it out on Twitter. Yeah. Hopefully that looks good. Okay. I don't know. I, I, did, did, I threw a smirk in because everyone will make fun of that now. Oh, it's your face. Whatever. You're, you're blurry, but it looks good. Can you see that? Okay, yeah. All right, that's fine. I don't All think right, I'm that blurry. That Twitter. Actually, I'm blurry in real life. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite Mitch Edberg jokes. Yeah, ever. it's so great. Okay. It's so good. Please, um, I'm listening. No, I'm just saying that. Then, so then, after the haircut, I checked and they're still fighting. And then after my sandwich, I checked and they're still fighting. And then I had to wait for the fucking tech today, and they're still fighting. And I'm like, what? What are you? And then and here's my favorite part: is like Rex Chapman challenges Lenny Dykstra to a public debate. <laughs> and I'm oh like, no! You ridiculous jockstrap wearing motherfuckers. Who cares? Who cares? Do you know how stupid you look right now? And they don't because that's there's no shame anymore. There's no nobody just goes, hey, you know what? I've been fighting with this guy I've never met for like eight hours. This is out of fucking hand. I need to throttle down here. Why don't I go watch a movie or read a book or, or enjoy a steak? But instead, they got to fight back and forth about this. And then I love the here's my thing. You challenge him to a public debate. You know what I would love? I would love for him to accept. <laughs> And then I would love for them to have it in like the, the biggest arena you could ever imagine and sell tickets and have people come and watch these two fucking <laughs> scramble heads go back and forth about politics. That's what you want. You want a guy known for being in the NBA dunk contest going against a guy who, who won one World Series and should have won another. And they debate like fucking trans issues or whatever the fuck. Who cares? Man, oh, man. And it's. People always say idiocracy, man. They're like, oh, it's on yeah. the way. It's this. Hey, man, I got news for you. It is fucking here. It is here. It is. The very fact that you would vote a game show host as the fucking president. But here's the thing. All right, look. If you voted a game show host as the president as a goof, I'm all for it. I'm like, that's fine. It's all your silliness and nonsense. It's all your Ashton Kutcher punked, whatever the fuck. That's cool. But when you vote a game show host as president 
and then he's the new messiah and everything he says is the best you're just i'm like wait hold on a second you you didn't do this as a fucking as a prank like this isn't a fucking ridiculous no they think and i told you i've talked about it many times before the fact they think he's tough or the family's tough like they're they're fighters or they're mean and whenever they draw him they draw him with muscles and i'm like you look at this ass fuck yeah. This dude, this dude looks like a raisin made a wish and got to breathe. <laughs> I mean, get fucking out of here, man. Holy fuck. He's shit his pants on a golf course more than once. There's photos. I, and again, the thing about all of this is there are many qualified game show hosts. <laughs> there are. Uh, uh, Alex Trebek would have been incredible. No, he wouldn't have. I believe he would have. I believe that he understood how to run a show. He understood how to manage to keep people working with each other. He ran a whole production company. Trump once you sat do- down and went, is the camera on? I once mean- you take a path, once you choose a path where part of your job description is to ask people what their hobbies are, you don't get to run for professional <laughs> office. That's it. You're done. If you I wasn't chose- disabled, I'd be running right now. All right. Well, you never asked anybody what their fucking hobbies were. I sure, did you took all your pants the time. off. Uh, fuck all that. And it Come was on. burlesque. The right. answer was always burlesque. Was it really? Ah, oh, that's. Uh, I don't know uh, if you know this. I used to have a podcast. Well, no, but the, the answer was not burlesque. It was because they'd be like, "That's not a hobby. That's a real concern. It's it's the most important thing in my life." Oh, shut up, sliced bread. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, again, good for him. He was the president. But I just, again, it's all, this is, and I'm, look, I'm not smart. All right. I, I don't pretend to be. We all know this. I took an IQ test. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not quite on the spectrum, but I'm also not a genius. I'm in the middle and nobody likes the mushy middle. But like, can't you see what's going on? Can't you look at it and, and just, it's some, it's almost like there's this mass psychosis where nobody understands how stupid this is. And if everyone would just go, hey, man, this has been really stupid for like a while now. And look, it's, it was stupid before him. Yeah. You know, it was stupid, you know, because I love when they're like, aha, they've, I think we found a memo pad that might have the nuclear codes on it in his, in his garage. And so he should go to jail. It's like, well, I mean, George Bush is a war criminal, really, when you want to think about it. The whole fucking Iraq war was phony. So is so, Trump, though. Yes. So, so is Clinton. There's a warrant for him. There's a warrant. Yeah. So is I, Obama. Again, though, when you start pointing out that America is flawed, people get very upset and scared. And when you get scared and nervous, then you will vote for anything that keeps you from having to think about it or be scared or nervous about it again. I'm going to tell you people, and I understand that. Okay. And look, because also if you're like, if you're always like, hey, man, you know, America could do a little better here. Why don't you fucking get out of here then, man? (laughs) What? All right. I mean, why? I live here. And the whole point of living here is I can, I have the freedom to say that maybe things should be a little different. Isn't that the case? That's always the thing. Whenever, whenever everybody's like the cat, the Colin Kaepernick thing, they're like, oh man, he's fucking kneeling. He's disrespecting the country. It's like, what do you mean? He's disrespecting the military. Well, he's not really. No, he fucking is, man. It's a national anthem. It means something. And it's like, well, here's, here's something. Uh, all of those guys you're talking about in the military who went overseas and fought wars, uh, they fought for his right to kneel and, yeah. and protest this fucking situation. Shut up. You know, he nails. I mean, like they, they don't, they're done. They want nothing to do with any logic. It's like abortion. We've talked about it a million times. Hey, man, uh, with abortion, uh, I understand that you don't like it, and that's fine. I totally get that. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, and you say it's against the Bible, and that's fine. Your book, your coloring book, your comic book, whatever the fuck, it says it can't get abortion. Good for you. Uh, and you say God is against it. Well, I'll tell you what. If also, you guys believe that when we die, you'll go get judged by God 
So guess what? He's got this. He's or, got this. Or she's got this. They'll take care of it. Yeah, they're they're standing up there right now, and they, you know, it's it's Jesus and like ten of his friends with baseball bats, and they'll knock the shit out of some chick if she comes up because she had an abortion. Whatever the fuck you believe is fine. But I got news for you: there's no way Jesus is up there going, "Ah, oh, fuck, another abortion." I hope fucking Larry takes care of it. Jesus doesn't give a fuck about you, Larry. He doesn't want you being his voice. He doesn't want you being the vanguard of any of his fucking decisions, man. Stay in your house, cook a pork chop, be, be, be nice to your family, raise your family the way you want them to be raised. You can all sit around and read your comic book. That's fucking fine, but you can't tell your neighbor what the fuck to do. God damn it, it drives me crazy. It's logic. It's just, and it's Try a logic puzzle. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up. Because it, it isn't as hilarious as it is infuriating and making me want to set men on fire in my oh, no, dreams. Dude, well, dude, I'm, with, I'm not saying it's hilarious. I, I'm, I'm making it hilarious because yes, that's what I do. But I mean, do. it's... But, but yeah, it's, um, it's, no. it's really hard to be cheery and chipper and optimistic. It's really hard right now. I know. Um. I see it. And, I'm, and I, again, because here's another thing, like... Abortion, uh, you know, they they repeal Roe v. Wade, and everybody's like mad for like four days, and then it's like, ah, oh, what's next? And I'm like, well, no, fundamental fucking rights are being decimated <laughs> and destroyed. Should we can we focus on one for a while till we get it fixed? Like every time I see something where they're like, like today, I think it was South Dakota or South Carolina. They're like, yeah, man, we totally we flipped South Carolina's law, and I'm like, yes, until you get to one more fucking hayseed judge who comes in and he flips it, mm-hmm. until fucking Judge Elmer comes in and goes, no, I'm sorry. And then I saw, here's, again, these things. Like, again, talk about logic puzzles. In Florida, a 16-year-old girl is not mature enough. A 16-year-old girl is not mature enough to have uh, an abortion. And I'm like, oh, you know, I can see what you're saying there. She's mature enough to have a baby, though? Like, I mean, what are you fucking... And again, we all know this. It's just about broodmares and making people... They just want want people for their their military and people for their low-level fucking jobs. There's some nice white couple that needs a baby. Dude, Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Michigan Wolverines, and he said, like, if any of his players ever have, like, a baby or whatever, his family would adopt them and take care of them. And I'm just like, if I, when, if I heard that, I would literally have a meeting with my entire offense and go, let's go fucking fuck everybody. Let's knock everybody up and give Coach 12 babies. Let's do it. I, I again, I, I can't have children. I, I have never been able to have children. Can't and or won't? Can't. Physically ah. can't. Uterus don't work. Ovaries right. broken. Scrambled eggs. Um, so so it's like So more I, more over easy than ovaries? Over easy, yes. Got when it. when I listen to women talk about how they can't possibly be fulfilled in their life if they don't give birth to a child. I I internally scream flames flames on the side of my head. I I literally am like what 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 brainwashed fucking insane thought process led you to believe that you are somehow less of a woman because you can't have a baby? Because what you've just basically said is um, I'm a f- fucking piece of shit. So thanks, awesome. Hmm. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. But I, but I, everybody I but people deal can with your feel. own problem. And if you want to have a baby. Figure out how to how to adopt one that's already existing. Yeah. Because you know what? Fucking birth bomb is pop. awful and people die on a daily basis. Go get Bomb Pop birth. and Chinese Rick. They're out there. <laughs> bomb Pop and Chinese Rick. Oh, I miss them. Yeah. How they're old waiting are to get scooped now? up. Oh my god. I can't even I can't even talk about it. We don't we don't you know what we don't recognize age in this house. 
they've made that choice for themselves, and I respect it, certainly. Boy, this uh, is not where I expected any of this conversation to go today. Well, I mean, neither, but whatever. That's where it went. So let's, well, all right, as long as we're talking. Oh, uh, Do we have to? No, we, well, we got to talk about your, your stuff. I mean, that's, you know, uh, a pretty cool thing, right? We want to talk about your go, your Kickstarter. Yeah, and I want to say thank you because um, there are people who have come over from the show already and have pledged, and I really do appreciate it. I don't know if we're going to make it. I okay. really, truly don't know if this deck will get made. Um, and it happens sometimes and you make art and sometimes the world for various reasons doesn't make it happen. But I do want to say thank you to everybody who's gone over and pledged because I watched a huge jump after last week's show. And I appreciate it great just from the bottom of my heart that you went, hey, this is cool and let's support it. And I want a deck of cards or a topless calendar. That was very nice of you. So thank you for that. Cool. I'm glad. And if you listened to last week's show, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the Neo Burlesque deck at neoburlesquedeck.com. And uh, there's you can contribute any different amount to go ahead and get that. Get the calendar, the topless yeah. calendar that can be featured. Uh, with uh, who's who? Give me a name of a lady who's in the uh, Carmel Knowledge, DD Cupcakes, Dee Dee myself, Cupcakes. Redbone, Misspent Youth, um, Lola Del Mar, Lola Demure. Oh God, I'm forgetting a couple right now. There's a few others I can't remember all, everybody in there right now, but um, it's twelve. I'm on the cover. Um, you know, Lord knows nice. if you ever wanted to see me topless, I will be topless on the cover of this calendar. So there yeah. you go. That's perfect. One time fee. Take it home. Hang it on the wall. Throw darts at it. I don't care. So Neo, bro, stop your nonsense. Nobody's. Nobody's. <laughs> By darts, I mean. Oh, <laughs> ropes! Someone's gonna be shooting ropes on the calendar. Got to wipe it off. All right, nothing Look, wrong with that. I, again, when you're in this industry, you put art out. Um, yeah. What people do with it when they go home is up to them and their god. <laughs> Look, there, there's no doubt that people jerk off to this show. There's, I yes. clearly they, they hear my voice. They're like, oh, you know what? Now it's time. Absolutely. Pants down, fistful of shaft. Let's go to work. Uh, and that's and that's why, like, when I do a, a, a three hour show, you talk about somebody edging through a three hour show. It's just <laughs> that's one of the reasons they like me. The fetish community is just like this guy's good for the edging part. Uh, and that's why whenever I do a show and they set up an hour, I'm like, guys, come on, man, you got to appeal to the fetish community. These furries want to edge. Uh, that's the name of the show, by the way. These furries want to edge. Um, all right, so the neoburlesquedeck.com. You can go there and give money and uh, and get the deck, certainly, once it's funded. And we've got how long? Um, September 3rd at noon Pacific is the cutoff. And we need to hit $22,000 worth of pre-sales, or it just doesn't happen. All right, so and we, it would make me very a... sad. I mean, I've been working on this since February. Right. It is my heart and soul in this artistic project, and I can tell you that I'm very happy I completed the project, but it would be sad if I didn't go to print. It would be. Well, it's her heart and soul, but it's going to be photos of so much more. <laughs> that is very true. So you'll want to go ahead. It's a dirty deck, too. As it is, and I'm excited for that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so go ahead and contribute if you haven't already. Thank you so much for, for doing what you did over the past week. Yeah. And for reaching out and saying how happy you were to hear our friend Lily, which was really sweet of you, all of you. Um, and, uh, and and what else was I going to tell you? I don't know. I forget. <laughs> Wasn't there something else to talk about don't, with you? I don't know. I don't know. We've covered racism and abortion. My, my brain doesn't work. Anyway, look, all right. So here's what happened to me today. Fuck this. I got up. Um, all right. Well, this happened two days ago. I'll tell you this. Uh, I need new shower doors. All right. So. When you live in an apartment complex, you know how it is. I'm like, hey, man, because uh, all through the pandemic, I never said anything that I needed. 
I didn't I didn't text them because I'm like I don't you know you don't need to come into my house for that because I mean my blinds I needed new blinds I needed new shower doors the whole deal so so I sent a note out to uh, my my building manager and she's like all right well we'll send Carlos over he can take a look and see what it is and um, first the guy will come and replace your blinds and so I had to get my living room blinds and my kitchen blinds done but then uh, the guy came to do the shower doors a couple days ago and they give you that thing where they're like hey man he'll be there between 12 and 4 <laughs> and you're like oh, okay so so I should expect you're on 7 basically is what you're saying <laughs> uh, and sure enough man he got here at 5.30 and again this guy works two different buildings installing shit doing shit with his hands that I can't fucking do and I'm I'm not bitching at him at all it's just that's just the way it is now you know that when they give you the window they're like hey man between 12 and 4 you're like okay so this day's gone uh so he came over he's working on the shower doors and I've got the doors you know and windows closed because I've had the air on because it's hot in the valley man so I get a knock on the door it's my manager and she opens the door and she goes oh my god and I go what and she says you smell gas I said I don't and she goes yeah no I I I absolutely smell gas (laughs) now I should tell you a year like before the pandemic same thing happened when she came to my house she goes i smell gas and i'm like i don't know what to tell you i don't and she called she goes you got to call uh con the the gas company or whatever the fuck this is two years ago or whatever three years ago and a guy came out and he's he looked around at my heater it was fine then he looks at my oven and he's like oh yeah no the pilot lights out on this broiler like you know yeah because he smelled gas when he walked in too but i like i said i didn't so they were he lit the pilot light everything was fine so she comes to my house again the other day and she goes, oh my God, do you have a carbon monoxide alarm? I go, yeah. And she goes, where is it? And I have it on the wall, but it's it's not, it's just hanging on a nail. Like, I mean, I just put it up there. I think it chirped once and I was like, fuck you. And I threw a tennis ball at it. You know what I mean? So it's just fucking, it looks like it's just hanging askew. And she's like, well, does it work? And I go, I don't know. It's not, because again, whenever they ask me shit about my apartment, I'm always like, that's your fucking job. I don't know. They're like, hey, man, what about the paint in the living room? I don't know. You're going to paint it? What do you mean? Well, you should paint it. Why should I fucking paint it? I don't own this fucking building. I, I, and I, I'm sure I'm wrong for that attitude. But, like, if you're a landlord and I'm paying you money and, yep. and also, you know, I've seen people mention this before and it makes complete sense. They're like, how come you can't use the rent you pay as an apartment to indicate that you could handle a mortgage? You know what I mean? It's like it's just bottomless money that yeah. you've paid. So, I mean, I've, I've never been late for my rent in 25 years and and you can't say to anybody hey that worked you know what i mean because they don't give a fuck you're just paying for an apartment so she comes over she's like oh my god there's gas do you have a carbon monoxide alarm i'm like it's there and it just looks like modern art again it's all fucking (laughs) it's just hanging at an angle she's like does it work i go i don't i don't know it's yours i take it off the wall and hand it to her and she goes well it's not on and i go well i all right and i press a button and it made a chirping noise like alarm and then a green light came on and i go is it on she goes i don't don't know and i go neither do i I don't know the shit why am I supposed to know? If I want look, if I wanted to know how a carbon monoxide alarm worked, I'd buy a fucking house. <laughs> so she she looks at that and she goes, "Yeah, because I I really smell gas in here." And I go, "Okay." She goes, "You're gonna have to call the uh, the gas company." And I go, "Well, who?" And she goes, "The gas company." And I go, "Okay." I go, "I have to call them." And she goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Why?" <laughs> and she goes, "Well, because I don't want the building to blow up." And I go, "I don't own the building." And she she looked at me like with this puzzled face, but I I fucking meant it. I mean, like you do you call them. This is your you're the boss. You manage this fucking place. 
And I got news for you. If this building blows up, you might not die in the explosion, but if you don't, I got news for you. You're no longer the manager. <laughs> you will be look you will be on the street looking for employment because the rest of us are in heaven waiting for Jesus and his twelve friends with baseball bats to finish with the abortion chick to see if he'll let us in. <laughs> so I fucking I'm I'm I go, look, I go, I don't own the building. And she goes, Michael, you have to call them. And I go, all right. So what do I, I don't, what do I tell them? I just, she goes, just tell them you smell gas. And I go, all right. And, uh, she goes, do you, when, when will you call them? I go, I'll call them. I don't know, whenever, whenever you need me to sit. And she goes, all right, I just don't want you to go ba-boom. And, uh, and I, then I thought to myself, I'm like, is she doing that? Cause she thinks like I have an 11 year old brain. You know what I mean? Like I would understand that. I didn't understand. I don't want the building to blow up, but I would understand. I don't want you to go ba-boom. And I said, uh, so who do I call? She goes, we call the gas company. I go, I know, but there's like LADWP. There's a she goes, Michael, it's called the gas company. <laughs> Fine. Yes, I know. I, but it was more, I was more about just trying to prove like, I don't, you have this number on speed dial. Call these fuckheads. So I called them. And today, same deal today. They're like, hey, I tech will be out. Because again, they don't fuck around. You call the gas company. You're like, hey, I smell gas. And they're like, well, we're transferring you to our emergency center. And I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> I don't want to have to explain to Chanel that I'm, I, I'm scared. So the, they patch it through, and uh, Chanel answers, and she's like, hello, I, where are you? And I said, you know, I smell gas. And she goes, do you? And I go, well, I, I don't. I go, but my manager does. And she and they go, if you smell gas, it's an emergency. I go, I don't know if it lies just at the level of an emergency, Chanel. She goes, oh, no, it is. If you can smell gas, absolutely, it's an emergency. So gave me the address. Tell me where. A tech will be out there today. And I said, okay, I'm in the car. I probably won't be home for like six minutes because uh, I was coming home from my, my haircut. And she's like, okay, that's fine. She goes, but somebody will be there today. And I said, great. And I got home and uh, I, I waited and waited <laughs> and waited. And by the time I, uh, by, by me saying waited for the tech, I remember I waited for the shower door guy for, between 12 and 4, he got her at 530. Uh, I got home from my haircut at about 220. And uh, the tech guy was here at 226. Wow. Not fucking around, like I said. So I, he's got a mask on, and I open the door. And he comes in, he goes, I go, hey, man. And he goes, oh, man. <laughs> and I go, what's up? I go, do you smell gas? He goes, yeah, absolutely. I go, through the mask you smell gas? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, and again, I'm, I'm grateful to her, and I'm grateful to him because I didn't smell a fucking thing. And, and he walks in, he's like, oh yeah. So then he goes over by the, cause I have an old, like I've lived here literally in this building now for 25 years in October, same built, same apartment. He comes in and he goes over to the heater and the heater's fine. Then he goes to the oven and I've had the same stove for 25 years in this apartment. And, uh, he takes out his little, he's got a Geiger counter, like a fucking, like a cartoon. And he goes, it's like, he's holding it around the burners. And then he puts it behind the oven and goes, he's like, oh, that might be a connection of a, of a, of a hose or something. And he's like, and he looks, your pilot lights are lit. And he goes, and he opens the broiler and he puts it there and he goes, like a fucking speedboat automatically. Because before it was like, and then, and he goes, found it. <laughs> I said, okay. So he puts his head, he goes, yeah, the broiler pilot light is out. So you're getting gas like released directly into your, uh, your house. And I'm like, all right. I go, I'm a little worried that I didn't smell it. He goes, yeah, that's not good. And I'm like, thanks. 
I go, is it because it's an old stove? Like, is there a problem? Is it something we can fix? And, uh, and he just goes, I don't know. He goes, I know. He goes, here's, let me, and he lit the pilot light of the broiler and he waited. He was doing more shit and he was doing with the Geiger counter. And finally he goes, Hey man, this broiler doesn't work. He goes, when the last time he used it, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I have never used the broiler in 25 years. <laughs> he goes, all right, well then I don't know when it stopped working, but it clearly doesn't work. I got, maybe my ex-wife broiled something at some point. I go, but that was, you know, she's been gone for nine years. Uh, I go, I've used the oven. And he just goes, uh, all right, well, let me take a look again. And, I sh- and also the funny thing was when, when my manager came over and she looked at my stove before the tech came, she uh, looks at it. She goes, yeah, maybe it's the stove. And she looked at it and she goes, I don't know. She goes, it doesn't even look like you use the stove. And I go, because I keep my house clean. <laughs> and she gave me a look and I go, when I finish cooking something, it cools down. I wash the burners. I don't, I don't like it to look gross in my house. And I, in, in my brain, I'm like, this is a lot more about you than it does about me. Man. What kind of fucking junk house do you have? So the tech guy goes through and he lights the broiler and he goes, oh, I'm just going to tell you, he goes, uh, as long as the broiler's lit, you're okay. He goes, but if it goes out again, you just got to check it every day. And I'm like, I'm not checking the fucking broiler every day. I go, I'm going to buy a fucking bird. That's what I'm going to do. And fucking, if it winds up tits up, then I'll tell you what, I'm fucking going to call somebody. Until then, what am I going to do? Peek in for fire? And even if it's out, what the fuck do I do? I don't know what the fuck to do. Light it? But I mean, if there's gas leaking, how the fuck? I'm going to get a torch and spray it? Stupid. It made no sense. So I called her and I'm like, hey, man, uh, he's he said that he lit the broiler, but the broiler doesn't work because it's an old unit. And, and she goes, well, can he repair the broiler? And I'm like, he's the fucking gas company guy. I don't think he's a broiler guy. And she goes, no, no, I mean, is, does he recommend that we can repair it if we need to? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you. I go, this oven has been in here since I moved in 25 years ago. And she goes, all right, well, let me make some phone calls. And she called whoever she had to call, and she called me back, and she's like, uh, Carlos is going to be over, and he's going to bring – we're giving you a new stove. And I said, great. I said, she goes, so he'll be there t- today probably. <laughs> So now, so I was supposed to Twitch stream at four and I had to tell everybody, Hey, I'm now, there's no gas leak, but I'm now trapped in my house. Uh, and then it, it finally she let me know at like six o'clock, I think it was five thirty. She's like, yeah, he's not, he, he's, <laughs> he's still looking for his stove. He'll probably be there tomorrow. And I'm like, what time? She goes, I don't know. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't. So, so I almost died is my point. <laughs> Because apparently I can't smell gas. I don't know. I need a canary or something like that. And that's that's what my apartment is like. And again, my apartment is clean and nice and all this stuff. It's just, it's trying to kill me. It's trying to murder me somehow. Um, so so that's what happened to me today was the fucking that. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, and my fridge, because my fridge died in here and I had to buy a new fridge, you know, because in LA they don't give you fridges. Um uh, I've lived in the same place for 25 years, man. It's, I mean, it's like partially great and then partially like, man, what the fuck? When I go to a friend's house that has a house house, like you have a house. It's awesome. You got a ton of fucking room. I go to my buddy's house. He's got a, he's got a kitchen island. And, and you're just like, oh, man, I would love to chop onions away from everybody. You know what I mean? Like just then I don't... I don't want to be hovering over the countertop doing the same vegetables everybody else is doing. I want to put me on an, I put, put me, I want to go out to the Bahamas the, of the kitchen. That's where I want to be. <laughs> you guys can stay on the mainland. 
Just send me off to some archipelago over there, and I will, I will cut, I'll brunoise every fucking vegetable you got, motherfuckers. Jesus. But it's only when I go to their houses that I have that envy. Because I, I like where I live. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's also because it's so conveniently lazy for me. I'm like, I'm 15 steps from the laundry room. I'm 25 steps from my car. So terrible. Committed to brain memory because I, I count them every fucking time. So bad. But I'm far away from the mail, so I only check it once a week. What a lazy fuck. <laughs> so terrible. All right. NeoBurlesdeck.com <laughs> is where you can go and purchase the NeoBurlesdeck.com. Correct? Yes. And uh, this Kickstarter, we now got three weeks left. Uh, yeah, no, no, we have, uh, 16 days. All right. As of right now, just over two weeks left. Yeah. So we got to go to the whip. Yeah. All right. And again, I mean, here's what I'm saying to people. If you want to see this happen, you have to commit to buy a deck. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to because I currently have like 140 something people and I am at 48%. I need 140 people to come out and buy a deck or two. I mean, and as we know with Kickstarter, like I, I talked to you last week, yeah. usually the last week is always it, it's frenetic. That's when people start coming out of the woodwork and making stuff happen. It, but it it doesn't do anything for the guy, the person who set up the campaign, because they're just fucking sick for a month. Well, here here's the problem: I am having no ability to advertise on Facebook because Facebook is awful. Um, I was banned on there from posting because of nudity for 30 days, which ends after the campaign is done. And I can buy ads on there, but um, there's so many trolls on Facebook right now that I literally had my ad bombarded with comments that basically were like, you paid Zuckerberg so that I could see your ad in my feed, so I'm going to shit on your page. And it's, it's an elephant taking a shit. And I'm literally, that just cost me 17 cents. To have someone comment and tell me that they hate me for advertising. Wow. This. So I just canceled all my ads because I'm like, I am not going to throw $500 at, at Russian trolls and people in, I think the one guy was in Nebraska that told me that I'm a scam and terrible and I'm going to burn in hell. And yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't need this abuse and I certainly like, man, don't need to pay for it. I can get people to tell me they hate me for free. Oh God. Yes. I don't need to charge 17 cents for the privilege, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I, I have ads running on Instagram as well, but I'm shadow banned on Instagram again because of partial nudity. So I'm, I'm getting no real traction outside of the, you know, 3000 people I have on my, on my Instagrams and Twitters. Right. And it's, you know, again, you know, I don't expect anybody to buy my stuff. I never do. I create art and go, I hope the world likes this and will want to buy it. But at the same time, if I can't tell people about it, it's really hard for them to buy it. Sure. Yeah. You know, no I, doubt. I will never forget the last one ended and we funded, we funded it 112%, I think. Um, and people were just like, I didn't even know you had a Kickstarter. <laughs> like, man, I was, I was telling everybody because at that time that the world had not gone to shit yet. Right. So I was literally in public handing out flyers. Um, but this time I'm I'm just sitting here going, we are in this weird quasi reality where people would rather argue <laughs> about, you know, guns yeah. by a second baseman than look at art anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, and, and I can't also, advertise it because it's half naked stuff. But it but it but also the what makes me laugh again, giving everybody a voice. We've talked about that. Yeah. Like can you imagine if you were a kid and like Mr. Whipple came on to sell Don't Say Squeeze the Charmin and you could tell him to fuck off from your house. 
You know what I mean? It's the it's the craziest fucking thing. Like advertising people made fun of it and joked about it, but literally, like if the tiny bowl man came sailing up in his boat and he's like, "Ho ho, we need the blue water," and you drowned him and told him to fuck off. You know what I mean? That's from your house. You just yell, you lob fucking vindictive, uh, you know, at everybody invective, I should say. Uh, you lob invective at everybody. It's just like it's insane. The, the thing that surprised me so much is how many people who are like, "This is a scam." Anybody who advertises on Facebook is a scam, and I'm like. Literally, I've already produced a deck. Yeah, um, it's on nobody's going to do any research. A, again, you'll you and I would. Yeah, you and I would look at it and go, "Is this real? Oh, that's interesting, huh?" Um, but yeah, the average person is just like, "Fuck you! You give Zuckerberg money. Do you think I want to give Zuckerberg money? Right. I don't even want to be on Facebook." Yeah, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> I get I'm ads over at my Patreon because right. over there, at least I get to like make art and talk about it. Yeah. And, and I'm people, not censored. People find that because they want to, you don't yes. have to lure them in with some fucking, yeah. you know, 10 M and M's in a box with a stick under it. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's hard it's, to be a small business owner. It is hard to be, uh, it is hard to be an artist. You know, that is extremely hard to be an artist and turning well, an artist that can't go in public to hand out flyers because somebody's going to cough on him and kill him. True. Yeah, that's that's always a detriment to going ahead and funding any Kickstarter yeah. is your death by cough. Yes. Um, <laughs> and by the way, I know nothing about being an artist, so don't even try to drag me into I, that. I, I disagree. You're, you're very nice. you, are, you are probably one of the most creative people I know. Oh my goodness! Stop with this nonsense. All right. No, I'm serious. There's a there's a lot of people that can do things with. No, I'm not going to say this. There's a lot of people that can do great things with their hands. You can do great things with your mouth. Please. I have never had a greater endorsement for me or this show. No, I appreciate I, it. You tell stories the way no one else can tell, and I've told you that forever. And it's the reason I originally wanted you to start a podcast. You're very oh, nice. So many years ago. Yes, I, you're very nice. Thank you. I don't need that, but you're very cool. I, and they, well, let's put it this way: it's nice of you to say that to me. They don't need to fucking hear it. These people are all like, ah, whatever. Don't trick them off. That's why they're listening. Yeah. No, they're listening because you're back. Oh, uh, all right, so there you go. Uh, Neoburlesque.com. Neoburlesque.com. Oops, sorry. Neoburlesque.com. I had gotten it right the, the first yeah. few times. Uh, and then where can they get, where can they reach you if they want to reach you? Uh, burlesquedeck at gmail.com. And uh, that is also at the Kickstarter as well. And if you go to Kickstarter, you can just do a search for Neoburlesque Deck and we come up. I mean, yes. you know, and you can find me on Facebook. I just can't respond. <laughs> right. But you guys can be friends or do whatever you got to do and find find your Patreon. Go ahead and plug your Patreon if you want. That is votelily.com. There you go. And sign up for that with her. And then, of course, her Instagram, all of these things. She's everywhere. And do you want to pub, plug uh, your boob Dini and, and the magician thing or any of that nonsense? <laughs> no. All right. Just checking. I, you know what? I just started building my YouTube channel. And it's really funny to go through and learn how YouTube works and shorts work and all of this. And I basically just went, I'm going back to TikTok. <laughs> It's Man, three you know, minutes. I'm edited and I'm up. It's like you said that you blocked those those blue check marks on TikTok, and I, I mean, oh. I I do under I understand that instinct. I, I because TikTok it, it should be for because uh, TikTok's full of idiots. It just is, and it should be. But there's also geniuses on it. It's yes. fun to watch. But what I'm saying is, you don't, Barbara Streisand. You've why are you here? What you've you've made it. You don't need to be. Who are you reaching? Are you going to convert some eleven year old at some fucking point? 
Well, I think I think they're reaching the next generation. I mean, Kate Bush with with running up that hill on Stranger Things proved yeah. that good music will will stand the the test of time, and people yes. will rediscover it and love it again. The problem for me is I am on TikTok specifically to follow what isn't in the mainstream. That's yeah. what I love about TikTok. There's a really strong community for um, disabled people. There's a really strong community for trans LGBTQ. There's a strong community for, you know, uh, BIPOC. And, and it's like, that's where I like to find the reality of the world as opposed to the reality that sold us of what the world is supposed to be. And, and, and I like that. I like, I like art that isn't necessarily for mainstream and don't get me wrong. I love mainstream art. I love nonsense, but you know, I only want to see one Will Ferrell movie. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I must admit, like, I, again, I have a TikTok and people have been like, you should make TikToks. And I'm just like, it just seems so ridiculous for me to do it. But then I see people doing it. And I'm like, these are genius. And I could probably do something like that. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't, but I don't want to be that guy. And look, I'm not saying this to people will be like, Oh, come on, Schmitty, please. I, believe me. Once I get through my own bullshit, then eventually I'll do something like that. Whatever you say isn't going to change my fucking mind. I'm a weirdo, but like, I, I have to share this. I just saw this because my look, you know, who got into TikTok? My ma. Yeah. My ma would write me every night, text me stuff and send me TikToks and any, any silly cat, any ridiculous dog or monkey, she she loved it so much. She would laugh when I talked to her, and she'd laugh or ask her. She'd go, "Oh my god!" She goes, "There was this cat," and you know, and and, and my favorite part is she'd be describing it, and I'd just be like, "That's literally every cat video that's on the internet." I you know, there was a cat and a bag and a box. Oh, okay. Well, you, you know what? You've got me. Close me. You lured me in with cat bag and a box. You got to close me now. Did the did the cat climb into one of them while being already in the? Oh my god! I can't believe it. Uh, but it didn't matter. But I loved to hear that she loved it because my mom was such a sour. She was an angry, bitter person a lot of the time. And for her to find such joy in these 10 to 30 second clips was the absolute greatest. And so I'd go and investigate. Now, look, do I look mainly to see, you know, hot chicks? Yes. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of my like I follow. Look, I follow Jada De Laurentiis because I enjoy seeing a hot girl eat cheese. Sometimes that's fun. Uh, I followed this cooking with Shireen because she was like a fucking dom cook, like she was gonna top me or something. I was like, all right, I'm in with that chick. But then she softened her approach when she went national. I was like, come on, I liked you better when you were fucking stern. Uh, but the algorithm's on to me. That's a drag because I will tell you this: Instagram has decided, and uh, and I can't argue with them, quite frankly, uh, that I'm very interested in braless women walking, and. Uh, <laughs> You know I gotta, how to change that, right? Uh, who wants to fucking change it? <laughs> I don't know. Where, who are you talking to at this point? It is crazy to me. Every day I'll get offered these reels of, and dude, there is no shortage of hot fucking big-titted chicks who walk and hold a phone while they do it. That's it. Or run downstairs. And that's all they do. They get to the bottom and then they, they like kind of curl their hair with their finger and just that's it. That's the end of the video. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. That's a masterpiece. Fucking run that back. Can you do that in a different shirt? And by a different, I mean no shirt. You know that I went viral on TikTok, predominantly in Mexico. <laughs> I, have, I had 70% male Mexican people following me. That was my okay. demographic. There was a... a, a Someone did a video where they brought a pan up, freeze framed it, and then 
ran headfirst into the pan. Okay. And you'd hear doink, and then they would fall back and fall. So I freeze framed my boob, ran into my boob, and fell down. Oh, that's fine. Because I thought that was really funny to do with this sound. Yeah, yeah. And I got over 600,000 views on that's it. That's fucking amazing. That's so great. And I made $1.47 on that video. Well, look, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> if we want to talk about the monetization and, and all of that shit, then believe me, people oh will be God, so. It made me laugh. Well, I told you, I, I read articles. Like when I started to do Twitch, I read stuff about these kids that are 23, 22 who are burnt because they've been making content since they were 16 and they, they just have to keep doing it every fucking day. And at 20, and like they don't, like some people hit it, of course. You got your Jake Pauls and those dudes. Or, no you know, idea. yeah. They have a blue check mark because I don't know who he is. Jake, Jake and Logan Paul are gigantic. They're monsters. They're huge. But like, you know, they were the, <laughs> the kind of the vanguard of it. You know what I mean? And then. It, they spawned a million people doing a million different things and making no money. But I guess there's currency in being known or going viral to a certain extent. But if you're trying to monetize it, man, it is a slog. The only reason I am on TikTok is because I can be a 57 year old woman that does really dumb stuff. Well, that's yeah. That's I it. mean, that's but that's, that's the it. whole point. TikTok you know, is just total nonsense and joy for me. Dude, um, girls with yeah. braless women walking is is it's this category on instagram there's it, it's never ending it's never ending and there you know there's hispanic girl there's people from all over the world who do it because again if you got tits in a camera you're in business <laughs> uh that and sadly there's not as much money in that as you think there would well be I, you never know but i i also i on instagram they also because i started following i'm going to talk about this uh I don't did I I hope I didn't talk about this to you last week but I've been telling people about it cuz it makes me laugh. There's a uh there's, a, there's an Instagram site and it's called Kids Getting Hurt. Yes. And it's just oh, oh. kids walking into fucking yes. rearview mirrors on cars, kids jumping out of trampoline and getting launched onto the lawn, all these terrible things, right? So one of the so one of the main thing is kids falling off slides at the playground. <laughs> Either they slide down and then they, they're dry, so they catch in the middle and then they go ass over tea kettle and they fucking mm -hmm. land on their face. Or they just fall off the side of the slide because they have no body control because they're four. And that's the thing is these parents, instead of holding the baby, the child in your lap and sliding down and going, wee, you're at the end of the slide holding the camera to watch your kid become a victim. That's all you're doing. You're literally lining them up for victimhood. Don't put a fucking four-year-old on a slide. He has no concept of how to stand up or move or anything. He's not athletic at all. It's not like that fucking, what's that? You ever see that muscle-bound kid who's eight? Yeah. He's got a washboard stomach and he's all fucking muscly. That's yeah. creepy as shit. That kid's all gristle. That's fucking not good yeah. at all. Um, but but you're like, so the other people, though, they don't realize, the, the, another one that drives me crazy, people will show their kid on a bike or a scooter. And again, the kid's got a helmet on, which is fine, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't have a cage. So this kid is going downhill. And then... They're like, you're doing it. You're doing it. And then he starts going, and his front wheel starts going crazy. And they're like, oh, oh, wait a minute, honey. And then he fucking flips and he gets, he just lands right on his forehead and goes like five feet. And you're like, and then they, you know, the, the parent runs over and, and you're like, dude, this is your fucking fault, man. But then they submit that shit to this fucking channel. You're like, of course you ass fuck. That's your problem. Do they put it to music? Well, all right. So that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> Because, because I have a favorite. Well, all right, because, all right, so don't say it because you're going to blow it because I guarantee it's probably the same favorite. Kids falling off slides, like I said, it's a big it's a big one that they do all the time, right? 
And there's now a joke construct that goes on. It's on TikTok. And it's made its way to this Instagram and it's on Twitter. The joke construct, and I'm sure you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a song by Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's so wrong. Called All Star. <laughs> and the opening of the song goes, Somebody, what? And the, and the song continues, okay? But the joke construct is they will show something, someone's doing something, and the, the guy from Smash Mouth will go, Some. And then they'll their bike will crash. They'll go body right when they crash. It's the, that's the new joke it's construct. Beautiful. It is. It is pure in its essence. So I, I I watched kids getting hurt one night, and again they they have tons of kids falling off slides. All right, and so this kid's at the top of the slide, and it goes some, and I'm like, all right, well, kid's gonna fall off the slide. He slides and he gets to the bottom of the slide. <laughs> And from out of nowhere, a football hits him right in the face. Yep. And it goes, body. And I, w- I cried. <laughs> I, was, I was like in a cartoon wolf hitting the table because it was so stupid funny to me. Again, anybody hitting themselves with a hammer, any dumb jackass shit is funny to a certain extent. But this poor little kid, to get the complete misdirection to get me, because again, everybody falls off the slide. You're just like, all right, kid's yeah. going to fall off the slide. He makes it down to the bottom of some, and then a fo- out of the nowhere, a football comes out of nowhere and hits him in the face. And then the dad goes like, body. And if you see the actual clip, because then they have the actual clip without the smash mouth, and the dad goes, mom, why would you do that? And you just see the mom running from all, she threw the ball. The mom threw the ball. She hit her kid right in the fucking grill. Took one right in the mushroom, his mom. Down the slide, it looked like a fucking Rube Goldbergian trap. Like they wanted it's to do it on so, purpose. It's so brutal. It's the kind of thing that fucking like Egghead would would trap Batman in in the old '60s series. When you reach the bottom of the slide, you will be pummeled in the face. You know what I mean? Like it's just it. It couldn't have been more perfect and awful. God, I I la- I said at the Mex immediately. I was like, God damn it, because I will tell you, like watching it. It, I, I will feel most of the clips in my balls. Like, because <laughs> when a person falls face first or elbows first and gets scraped, it just, it's just a thing where you go, hey, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? But this one was just absolute pure gold. And I, I sent it to a buddy of mine and, and it, you know, it's a reel. So it disappears on Instagram. And he's like, I missed this. And I go, I can't believe you missed it because it's literally the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then like a week later, they put it up again as a reel. And I fucking, I sent it to him immediately. I go, this is 10 seconds long. Don't let it go away. Some body and the football hits him in the face. Oh, gorgeous. And it lives on forever in the internet. Cause here's another thing too, is I want that kid to be like 30. And and on a couch somewhere telling his fucking therapist about the time his mom bounced a fucking Wilson off his face after he hit the bottom of the slide. I was not you, greeted by the open arms of my mother. I was greeted by a flying pigskin. Do you follow the um, the explanation of the memes and who the people are and where they do interviews with them years later? And, you know, the little girl that does the uh, face that was, you know, we're going to Disneyland and she made this face. Oh, and I, she's yeah. a meme. And I, I live for these memes. I live for these kids to grow up and tell me the story more so than the kid on the cover of the Nirvana pool sure. album. You know? Well, because he, yeah, he's a fucking wing nut. But I mean, I, I know agree. he was hired. These kids are all like yes. never expected anything no. like this to happen. Well, that's like when I see, I see whatever. I, I don't know what to think of all of this. Again, the fact that everybody has a fucking phone. I have, I will see friends, you know, people, people I know on Facebook, maybe not friends, friends, but, and they'll be like, uh, 
they'll be making fun of some fat guy in a grocery line. Oh, and I'm just God. like, and I'm just like, what are you, dude, what are you doing, man? I mean, yeah. look, if somebody's acting the fucking fool and using language or whatever, or he's being berating people, I guess it's fair game. But it's like, no. I used to talk to, it's funny, I used to talk to Mex, like Mex and, and my godson, they would watch Las Vegas Police or whatever the fuck that show is. And they'd laugh. They would thought it was fucking hysterical. I go, dude, these people are being filmed at the lowest moment of their life, like the worst moment. And he goes, it's fucking hysterical. I go, it's, it's, it's sad. Like, if you think about it, this is, this is a terrible thing. And they're, they're being put on television. And he's like, well, they had to sign a release. And I'm like, well, no, because they, if they blur their face, they don't really have to sign the release. I, 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 and we, it's not like we had an in-depth discussion and my friend can watch what he wants. Again, not for me, but I just find myself going, I have empathy sometimes when I see these things and I just go, Jesus Christ, why, you know, the fact that you can film anybody and everybody is just, and look, I'm, I'm sure I've done it. I'm sure someone's going to pull up some shit I did in 2012 and go, ha ha. And I'll be like, yeah, I know I'm a fucking idiot too. Yeah. But I mean, it's one thing if you get drunk and you trip and you fall or you're coming down the stairs at your wedding or an accident like that happens. It's, it's another thing to call somebody a fat fuck. And laugh well, at them because they're having a hard time sitting. Those that's where I just go, you're the bad person here, not them. They, well, it's they've like the, done yeah. nothing but tried to live their life. Well, it's like the the, yeah. the people of Walmart site that was oh, up. I, I don't even that know that if it's site. still available. Hate and it. it was you just look at it and look, yes, these people have issues. They're certainly challenged. They're having some problems. They they may be in a, a very distinct argument with their pants. I I get this. <laughs> yes. You know, clearly, clearly something has happened and their shirt has turned on them. I know this. But I tell Eddie all the time, don't let me leave the house if I look stupid. And he's like, no, it's hilarious. And I'm like, no, 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 it's really no, 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 not. no, 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 not at all. It's not. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a rib out, so I cannot wear bras anymore. Uh, okay. And my boobs are huge. And if I'm wearing just a shirt, I am I am literally one bad apple away from being on the women of Walmart because <laughs> because my back is out. I'm sitting in a wheelchair and my boobs are touching my knees because they're so big. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, it, there's nothing I can do about this. You know, now, folks, I, I can vouch for this. Her 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 tits are gigantic. I, I can't. <laughs> there's really no way around it. <laughs> this is why you need to go to the neoburlesquedeck.com. <laughs> And and go ahead and drop whatever coin you need to drop to get the deck of cards and the topless calendar because holy macaroni. I sent you lying. that photo. I sent you the cover photo and I'm going to read what you wrote back to me because it made me laugh so hard. Do you remember All what right. you wrote? Well, you can go ahead and read it to people if you'd like it is, <laughs> as long as it, I'm sure I'm going to, because again, as you've mentioned, the algorithm has already outed me. They know exactly what I'm looking for half the time. <laughs> he goes, good lord <laughs> that's yeah. what you wrote and there's like nine lines between yeah i did it on purpose well, that, because that was my jaw falling i said good and then my jaw went clunk and hit the desk and i said lord <laughs> and he goes i had to click three different emojis for that photo jesus christ yeah that's uh well it's it's a really good hot photo no, thank it looks you, great Look, I mean, it it was really fun to get to do something different because normally I'm like one thing when I'm doing nude photos and this was like art deco and like cool looking and I was like, I actually look really good in that photo. Yeah. So it was fun. Uh, I have to mention another TikTok that I saw that I, that ju I just recently saw it and it made me laugh because um, also this is another thing that 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 fucking site. It cannibalizes itself because people will make a TikTok and then someone will make a TikTok. Showing the other TikTok, commenting about that TikTok. Uh huh. 
It's hilarious. And then someone will comment on that person's comment about the TikTok, and you're just like, now it's just Inception. Now I'm waiting for DiCaprio to show up because it's just constantly twisting in on itself. It's so fucking weird, man. But there was a guy. Uh, it was a there was a TikTok, and a woman's like, "This is the best Chicago." By the way, let's worry. Let's talk about this real quick. Fuck TikTok. Why? Why do they have that cheerful robot lady? Why the fuck do they not have real voices? This is the best pizza. Like, I, I don't know what the point it's is. It's a trend to have that computer voice. It's it's a joke of itself to use that computer, computer it, voice. You know what? But it's annoying when it's a, a, a one-minute TikTok with a ton of, you know, uh, uh, exposition. Again, people like Will Ferrell's podcast. Stop you. God damn you. <laughs> fucking Anchorman is fucking awesome. Old school is awesome. I will not hear this. I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> Uh, so this, in this video, there was a, it started with a TikTok of a woman showing Chicago pizza coming out of the oven and being sliced deep dish pizza. Okay. And I guess some fucking Jagoff decided to, he, he did a talk along with it and, uh, they pulled the pizza out and he goes, it's just sauce. Yes. Like this pizza is yes. just sauce. Yes. Like, why are they doing like, where's the cheese? And this is just <laughs> sauce. I'm Italian and this is hurting me. Where's the sauce? It's not enough. Okay, so he did that, but then another dude comes along, and it's it's he's a genius because he's his voice is super quiet, so he's watching the the Italian guy watch the pizza. So the pizza comes out, and the and the, the fucking Italian guy goes, "It's just sauce," and he goes, and uh, a guy goes, "Where's the cheese?" and and the other guy just goes, "Under the sauce." Where's the cheese? Under the sauce. Under the sauce. I'm Italian, and this hurts me. It's from Chicago. Uh, I, it's just sauce. Chooses under the sauce. I, like he just he keeps answering his bullshit because again it's all bullshit what that guy is saying. Like he's just like yeah the cheat. What is it? Just Google it. Google this shit. Quit your reaction video. You're trying to be cute and you're a fucking dummy. What I love about TikTok is I have friends on TikTok that I have never met that I have done reaction videos to as well. This one woman is like, I can't believe this comment that you would say this. And, and on behalf of all of women over 50, I would just like to say, and I go, fuck you. And she goes, choose joy. And I'm like, ah, choose joy. No, choose joy. <laughs> and I'm duetting it with her. Literally, I got 200,000 views on that. Just playing with her. And we're not friends. <laughs> it's like you, you start talking with people and connecting in different ways with I don't know. I I think it's fun. I I I, I, th I again. I, I think world. it's fun too. Some of the stuff I think is fun, but I mean, there's so much of it that is because I'm yeah. old. I'm an old person. I don't, you know, they. Oh, I, I scroll past all the dances. Eddie does them though. On Eddie does every new dance. It's hilarious. Have you seen the? Uh, all right, this is on Instagram. It's the the <laughs> girls wearing like a big oversized sweater, and there's a rap song, and it goes. It's like click, 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 click. And they, they're wearing a lingerie or a bikini. Yes. And yes. Uh, they look pretty good. <laughs> I go past all of those. There, there's a, there are a lot of, and again, tits in a camera. There you go. Tits the end. That's it. It's what you got to do. That's how you, that's how you I make it in I'm this business. I think I'm going to do a video podcast called Tits in a Camera. Do it. I'm not, fuck. I'm going to go see if titsinacamera.com is available. That's what my, it's, if you somehow cracked open my Instagram and looked for the algorithm, <laughs> you'd see football face, tits in a camera. Tits in a camera, football and face. That's it. The end. <laughs> fuck man that's all you need to succeed now you go because i go on this the worst part is i get suggested reels and shit all the time on instagram and i'll go to the page and this girl's only got like four videos it's up available. and she's uh there you go grab it this this person will only have four videos up yeah 
and and it's and I'm like, and they've only been busy for a week, but somehow they found their way into my algorithm. Like, hey, you'll like this person who's only been here for four hours, and and then sadly, I fucking do exactly. That's exactly what I do. Is I like them. Some chick in a fucking waiting pool. Oh man! All right. Uh, so neoberlesdeck.com exists. You need to fund it. Uh, how long has this been? I don't even know how, how long we've been here talking. We've had fun. Um, my uh, pizza. It doesn't cold. matter. That's how long we've been here. Oh, you got food? All right, cool. Uh, all right, well, go. I'll, I'll let you go, and I'll finish. I'll wrap this up on my end. All right. uh, Lily, I love you. Thank love you for you being too. here again. We'll do this again next week. Absolutely. Much shorter. Much shorter. I won't you keep you. Much I won't. Well, I won't make your food cold. I don't know. You know, I. You know, look, I have self-control. Uh, all right, so neoburlesdeck.com. Yep. The Kickstarter has 16 more days. Let's fucking go to the whip and do what we can to fund our friend Lily and make sure that she's able to deliver this deck and the topless calendar to any and every person who donates and is interested. And let me say this too. Even if you don't want a deck of cards, if you go donate a dollar, it helps. I know that sounds silly, but you help make art happen. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go ahead and give yeah. some prodigious amount if you give anything. Because yeah. again, it's a Kickstarter. Everything helps. So that really, yeah. that really, uh, just, just do it, man. I appreciate everybody who stepped up already. And if you were thinking of stepping up, still continuing, you got 16 days. I and 16 and days. if if anybody from the podcast does it, we're going to Zoom with you. So anybody who donates, we will Zoom yeah. with you. You got to contact Lily and yeah. give her your information. Yeah. And as always, if anybody gives the $500 package, I will personally deliver it to your house. I will go anywhere in the continental United States and I will deliver this to you. And uh, as we all know, this is never going to happen, but I'm throwing it out there because what the hell, if one person gets a crazy wild hair and does it, that's an adventure and an experience I get to have. So I'm excited for it. Very so true. if you donate 500 bucks, uh, I will deliver the package to your house personally. And like I said, I'll hand it to you and I can turn around and go back to the fucking airport. We don't have to, we can have a sandwich. I can hang out for a, a day, whatever the fuck, or I can go right home, whatever you need. I'm here for you. $500 buys you the opportunity to open your door, take something from me, and go fuck off, Mike, and I will leave. Uh, NeoBurlesdeck.com. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Mike.